Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, hut, hut. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Good morning, Sonny. I believe you're on mute, my friend. I just sent you a message. So I know you introduced me, but I think you're on mute. I heard the song. I heard the introduction song. So um, if you're on, if you can hear me, Sonny, you're on mute right now, I believe. But welcome to that being said on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I'm a co-host of this fine program. One of the co-hosts, not the co-host, but but one of the co-hosts. Um, just welcome here. Sonny will be here in just a moment. Cuervo is, is the best co-host on Block Talk Radio. We know that. But I have to join in and try to get some get some love here on air on Sunday. The best NFL sports talk by far on this show every Sunday morning. Well, I mean, nothing better than to, to listen to Sonny's projections and Cuervo's Three hours till game time, up until game time. Sonny, you've helped me a lot in the past with this. Thank you for that. The best plug man on. That's our creator. How you doing? Good. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Uh, am I doubling up now? Uh, I hear you. You're you're not doubling up, but I hear you. But you're not as as loud as I usually hear you. So, 
But maybe yeah. it's a volume I, issue or block talk radio issue. I think it's a me issue. Um, here's what I'm going to do because I want to try to fix this really quick. I'm going to go into commercial, and when we come back, we'll just hop into this. Um, i I got to get the uh, thing fixed up here real quick. All righty. All right, we're going to do that here. We're going to jump into a quick break, and I'll take care of this technical difficulty and knock it out real quick. We'll be right back. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local. Did you know a game was on, Sonny? Sonny, Sonny Clark. 
Oh, okay. Brian, call back. Uh, yeah, I just hit the wrong button. Hold on here. Let me bring on Brian. It is the Couch Potato Sports Show. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties as we are uh, in Arizona, so it's not necessarily our regular way of what we do here on the show. Um, hopefully, I am going to be heard. i got to figure out a different way to make sure to try to find out if I'm being heard. All right, so we're gonna hit that and hit that. All right, big time, Brian. Can you hear me? I'm here. All right, very good. We're on the air. I'm just I'm hitting the wrong buttons as as we go into a panic attack trying to get everything ready to go here on a Sunday morning. <laughs> and when we have <laughs> technical difficulties, we are back here ready to go. A strong week number four. I'm on record already for Jaguars. They're up seven nothing here in an early game here in the NFL. I also uh, had the game on Thursday night. Uh, so uh, right now I'm one and zero. But man, last week was brutal. A lot of upsets out there, I, at least I think, um, in the NFL. Yeah, and I have the Colts today, just, just so you know, and I had Cincinnati Thursday, but the last couple of weeks, I mean, for me, they've been not very good in the NFL. College, I'm killing it. College is, uh, but here's the golden rule. If you're, if you're good in college, if you're hitting college, you're not going to hit NFL, so that explains it all, because I suck. Well, I'm doing pretty good in both. I suck in both right now, but that's okay. But this is the turnaround week of the NFL, and uh, and we might as well just talk about the game that is going on right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was looking at the secondary of the Indianapolis Colts, and was, I, I wasn't impressed. I am not impressed. And, and it doesn't even matter how much, at least as far as what I'm looking at, as far as Andrew Luck is concerned, what he's able to do. I mean, Andrew Luck brings a lot to the um, – to a football team, uh, especially with what he can bring with his arm. But right now, as far as the secondary is concerned for this football team, I, I'm just I'm I, I look at this team and I go, this is where they're getting beat week in week out. Now the Jacksonville Jaguars have had a hard time getting the ball and delivering the ball. So regardless of the secondary, um, I, I see why you went with the Colts because the Jaguars are not being able to find the wide receivers. But seeing how this game is over in London, maybe it's going to change some. Uh, things that they bring, but that one-two punch on the wide receiver uh, part uh, is incredible as far as the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars is concerned. They got those two young bucks there, so if that ball can get delivered, it could be a long day for Indianapolis as Indianapolis got up on the board at 7-3 to three right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at personnel, I mean, take Andrew Luck out of the equation, then Jacksonville's just a better football team all around. And how do you like, how do you be an NFL? How can you be an NFL team and have that bad of a secondary? Can you imagine how bad this team would be without Andrew Luck? I mean, they they exactly. would be worse than the Bears, and that's saying a lot. And the Cleveland Browns would be better. Yeah, and uh, and getting the ball to Robinson like they did for the touchdown already that's going on, um, that is big. I you know, but finding the finding the guys. I mean. 
you you take a look at this football team and where they're at. It, despite throwing an interception and a fumble return for a touchdown, Andrew Locke has been able to deliver the ball for the Indianapolis Colts. So if you're just looking at numbers and where they are as far as the rank, rankings are concerned, the Indianapolis Colts 1-2 and two right now. The Jaguars 0-3, but they're, they should be better football teams. Both of them should be better. Um, so if you take away the uh, – the fumble return for a touchdown, the interception. Um, he so far, Andrew Luck has actually been delivering the ball to his wide receivers and and directing the offense. Yeah, and, and you can tell the difference between a healthy Andrew Luck and an Andrew Luck that's, that's playing injured. I think it's God. I mean, it's just sad to see this talent go to waste. How many teams would kill for Andrew Luck right now to have him? Uh, a team that can play defense but can't score points, a team that's right on the cusp of being a playoff team. I don't think the Colts are on the cusp of anything except destruction. But uh, I had to pick them today, Sonny. They're bound to win one eventually. And with Watts going out of Houston, I'm sure we'll talk about that later. I think this division's back open again. Yeah, it's back over. I think you're right. A good point, especially with where the Indianapolis Colts are in the division with the Texans having the problem that they're having uh, with personnel. Obviously, losing J.J. Watts loses a big portion of their defense. Um, the Jaguars should be right there, but they're 0-3. But with them being 0-3, we talk about who's made the playoffs, who didn't. This might be the, one of the teams that might go ahead and break away from that thinking in reality because when when you looked at the game and when you looked at where this division is this game right here is prime for an upset based upon who should win let's be honest the Colts should win this football game they're they should be a better football team they got uh, the better quarterback they got the better coach they got they just got a lot of better stuff but when the Indianapolis Colts give up as much as they do in the secondary, like they did with Peyton Manning, you got to be Peyton Manning. you got to score points. And that seems to be the problem right now. Indianapolis not getting into the end zone. Yeah, especially if, if you're a team that struggles on defense, you better be scoring touchdowns. And um, that's just a bad recipe right now, the combination. But it's just, I think you're struggling. We're struggling with predictions right now, Sunday, because we're still looking at at last year, maybe we're still looking at how teams played middle to the end of the year, and it's the first of the year. We just have to go back and reset our brains again. That hey, you know these these teams aren't the same as they were last year. For example, Carolina, they're not the same team. It's not the it's nope. not the same year. But uh, I think the Colts have a good chance to win this division right now if if they they do something defensively because. I don't think people realize how important J.J. Watt is, and I think Blake Bortles is on the cusp, Sonny, of of becoming a very good quarterback in the NFL with all the weapons he has. Yeah, he's been on the cusp ever since he's been there. The Jaguars have been on the cusp since, you know, for the last five years, and we already know. And I I stated it before, I'll state it again. Uh, The head coach of this football team is definitely on the hot seat, and I started that before the beginning of the season. That being said, I'm not a big fan of the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, They have not been able to put it together. And that's what the coach – you can talk about all the talents in the world, and the Jaguars got it. You got to 
put it together. The head coach, that's the head coach's job, is to develop the chemistry, to find the best you know, options for your quarterback to be successful. And right now, that's not happening. And the, the head coach of the Jaguars, definitely in trouble uh, as far as his future is concerned. They go 0-4. They lose this game here today. You know, they will be calling for some heads up in Jacksonville because there's too much young talent on this football team to be as bad as they're playing as far as that is concerned. But looking at the AFC South, you're absolutely right. This is one of those divisions, 2-1 right now. Houston leads the division, and that 2-1 is going to be a mess for them for the rest of the season. That's just a, it's just a farce. Um, without J.J. Watts, they're going to lose games because of him. And when you look at players, and they, they talk about players, you know, uh, wide receivers really only being, you know, they really only give you one point in reality. Uh, quarterbacks, they give you, uh, they give you five to six, um, as far as that is concerned on what they can actually do as far as fantasy. I'm talking about fantasy numbers, um, but there's no way of looking on the defensive side for a fantasy team except for the fact that the defense comes as a whole, unless you're not picking certain players. The defense, I think, for the uh, for the tennis uh, for the Houston Texans is depending maybe not to score, but putting their teams in position to score. That means stopping players, and that's because JJ Watt's making plays out on the football player uh, field, tacking teams down in the and deep into their own end zone. And you can't replace him, and I don't care what anybody says. I know defense is a team game; it is okay. But let's not kid ourselves. This is the best at defensive player in the NFL, and he's actually a yes. fantasy you talk about. He's one of the only defensive players that I know that was kept in a keeper's league. That's how valuable he is. This guy That's good is point. Uh, disruptive. He makes everybody on the field better on defense, and now all of a sudden these other teams are going to double up the other next guy, or Clowney, if he ever plays or, or when he ever stays healthy. But – the Houston defense is going to be like the Indianapolis Colts before long. You watch. You lose somebody like that, yep. you cannot replace him. And I think he's out for the year, if I'm not mistaken. I think Watson. He is. That's what I'm looking They're looking like they're missing him through the playoffs if they make the playoffs. But like you said, on the other side with Clowney, knowledge you got to do, you might not have to double up Clowney, but if he does become really, really good like he's supposed to, uh, watch out, you just double up on him, and then I think that you can beat the Houston Texans right now. And that's where they're at right now as far as this division is concerned. Of course, we're going to talk about their game here a little bit later on. Uh, but in, in this game, I'm, I'm just looking at a lot of things as far – and I'm just – the, the secondary of the uh, Colts is one that is god-awful. Um, right now, Blake Bortles, he's really kind of you, – you look at him and you just expect him to be better than he has been, and he hasn't been there. So that, that having been said, you, you look at this as far as the um, – Blake Bortles is concerned. It was 18 interceptions last year that really kind of took away from the 35 uh, touchdowns. Now, granted, that's a you know close to a two to one ratio as far as that is concerned. But the way that the Jacksonville Jaguars lost game is because of turnovers, and they got to take care of that. And they're not being able to get that done. Um, he was second behind uh, Tom Brady as far as those numbers were concerned. But when you're the Jaguars, even though 18 over the seasons, not incredible. 
incredibly horrible. It's just a little bit over one. You cannot afford to give the ball away in the NFL, and that's what you're looking at with the Jaguars going into this game. They're going to have to hold on to the football because sooner or later, Andrew Luck is going to find stride. He's going to find wide receivers. He's going to develop wide receivers, you know, maybe not as good as Peyton Manning did um, with a few guys that he made superstars. Uh, But finding the guys when they need to find them in order to score right now. I mean, I think Bortles, if, you, if I remember correctly, his interceptions were in crucial. I know all of them are crucial, but in crucial situations when those yes. interceptions occurred, and it keeps them from winning those certain football games that had that turnover happen in the first quarter or something or had it happen in a different position on the field, it would be a different story. But it's coaching, man. You look at Belichick, what he's doing in New England, regardless of the quarterback, he's developing them and winning with them. So there's no excuse that Blake Bortles is not a winning quarterback in the NFL right now. Well, and it's because of stupid mistakes. Twice he had opportunities to win the games um, at home for the Jaguars in the final drive, and they failed. Uh, And that's the difference between where Blake Bortles is in his development more so than a football player, you know, slash quarterback who's going to be, you know, a guy that you can look at for your future, Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. He needs to develop more right now. And right now, the Jaguars, they're 0-3. They're 26th in the league in offense, for God's sake. And they have that one-two punch on the wide receivers. That number needs to definitely come off. Um, And they're only averaging 317 yards per game. That's tied for 26th. Um, And, and, you know, 18 points a game. I mean, this Jaguar team should be somewhere around the 20 to 22 point area per game with the weapons that he has, and they've been able to drop the ball. Now, that having been said, they're in a new place. They're over. They're they're overplaying in London, and that that's kind of what it is. It's just one of those crazy things. But you look at it. You know, Andrew Luck, um, he hasn't really missed a beat this year. If you take away the fact that 0-3, he's been playing well. You look at those numbers, it's the secondary, and the secondary has to get much better, um, or Chuck Pagano could be looking for a new job because he's on that hot seat before this season even started. And so Chuck Pagano has got to put this team together, especially defensively, because that's what he is. You look at Pagano, he's a defensive coach, okay? He needs to be that guy. He needs to be the one that really leads this football team. And right now he's not leading the football team, giving uh, good plays defensively, getting the teams in the right schemes. And I'm going to tell you right now, you lose track of these wide receivers in Jacksonville. They're going to, they're going to get burnt all day long. Um, That's the thing I'm worried about, not just for this game, but for the Colts. But like you said, in this division, if they're going to win this division and maybe make a, you know, play in the playoffs, They've got to get better defensively, without question. Yeah, true. But one thing we're we're not looking at is how bad the Colts' offensive line is as well. Not only yes. do you have a bad secondary, but you can't protect your quarterback, just as you were saying that Andrew Luck got killed from behind again because he's not getting a lot of time. A lot of his passes are him. Ste- he steps up against the pressure and kind of steps in and throws it but he avoids it and eloses it, but this offensive line is bad, Sonny. And when you have a bad offensive line, you can't do anything right. 
Right, yeah, exactly, and it's not as bad as it was in the past. Because if you look at Andrew Luck, he's beaten Andrew. Andrew Luck himself has beaten the Jaguars. I mean, he's in six games. He's five and one. He's got twelve touchdowns, only three interceptions, and in those games, they're scoring outscoring the Jaguars, not just scoring twenty three points, but outscoring the Jaguars by almost twenty four points a game. Um, so he he's loving the Jaguars. He's passing almost for seven. against the Jaguars. So that's what he needs to do, and he needs to continue it today. I just, the secondary is just going to be the problem with this football team. It's the reason why I picked the Jaguars. And like you said, that offensive line has got to get better because Andrew Luck is not this quarterback that can run and throw at the same time well. He can do it, just not as good as some of the other greats that are out there. Andrew Luck needs to be in the pocket. He needs to be able to deliver the football, and right now he's not being able to do so because of the offensive line uh, where they are right now I, I don't know you, you can find all the excuses in the world but the Colts in this division have got to run away with it so that's one of the problems with the uh, with the Colts this year and not being able to take advantage of the division the division itself is sad they should be able to get up there and make a big make a big play and they're not doing it so uh, look out for the Jaguars uh, you know you know in this game uh, but as far as the season is you you want to talk about a division that is wide open that is this division it's got awful there tarvin yeah it is i mean you have the titans in the division so that should tell you that you, you shouldn't finish last you have jacksonville right. tennessee and houston every every team has huge question marks everything that you you name and right now i think the to me the favorites should be Houston, but without Watts, but the Colts, if they can figure out in the secondary, they could run away with this division and not even be real good. So uh, Jacksonville has a chance, too, on the other hand, of of coming in and taking this division and finally getting to the playoffs. I think that's the only thing that's going to save this coach's job is is just finally making the playoffs. You can have all the talent in the world, like you said, but unless the results are on the – unless it's in the standings, it really doesn't matter. So you got the Colts. I have the Jaguars in this game, so that would be interesting. Next game that's up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show here on a Sunday morning, the Buffalo Bills 1-2. and two. They win last week. They had no business beating the Arizona Cardinals, but they did. And the New England Patriots, all they do is just win football games. That having been said, this is one in my betting pool. The line in this one, at least as of yesterday, was uh, two and a half. Uh, to the Jets, I'm going to, or to, uh, to Buffalo, um, mark that I'm thinking of a different game. So I'm mistaken on the line, but this is one of those games. Yeah. The Rex, it's the Rex Ryan versus Bill Belichick thing. And, you know, I've never seen a setup for a coach to, you know, quite possibly get fired the next week as big as this one with a third your third string quarterback is starting and if the New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills with the third string uh, quarterback I don't care how great of a coach that that ownership feels that he is you got to be able to beat the New England Patriots if you're the Buffalo if you're the Jets and the, you know those three teams right there in the AFC East you got to be able to beat the team because uh, terrific Tom is com- Tom Terrific's coming back next week against the Browns. So this is the team you got to knock them off if you're Buffalo. I, they don't have a snowball chance in hell. No, I mean, you know, all you have to do, do is compare the two coaches in this one. Forget personnel, forget everything. Exactly. Versus 
versus the moron. I mean, the the goofball. I don't know. I was listening to Colin Coward and it showed that he called in the the Patriots. He called uh, what's the guy's name? The fourth string quarterback, the emergency quarterback, Edelman. Julian Edelman. Yeah, he called him up and acted like a reporter and asked him if he was going to play quarterback this week. Just playing jokes yeah. and stuff. It's not it's not time to joke. You're playing the Patriots. If you lose, if it's the Patriots start four and zero without Brady, you're done. This division's over. I mean, it's, it's already over. But move, yeah, yeah, fire him and move on, on and try to try to get something because Rex Ryan, there's no excuse that he hasn't been more successful than what he is. And you need to find somebody that can beat Belichick. Hell, bring Les Miles in and give him a chance. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Rex Ryan you know, adopted this Buffalo Bills football team with one of the better defenses in the NFL. Because he's a defensive mind, that's the reason why. And, and he is literally destroyed this football team on the defensive side of the ball to where Mario Williams didn't want to play. He's in Miami, uh, yet he goes to a competitor. You, you can't tell me there's no reason. That's the only reason why he went to Miami compared to some of the other places he went to. Um, I'll tell you right now, this, right, this team, this Buffalo Bills team, after they brought in Rex Ryan, man, they have got to be shaking their heads going, man, we should have never done this, and we should have got the uh, guy over in uh, the New York Jets. That's who they should have got. That Todd Bowles guy. That's what they're thinking. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you you, 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 you said that, didn't you? You said that when they were making the hire, yes. they should have gone after Bowles. Yes. Wrong guy. Wrong guy because of the defense. Yes, the Jets are known for their defense, but the better defense at that time, Todd Bowles should have taken the the Bills' job. Their better personnel at the time when he took the job, he took the Jets' job because they won the defensive mind, and he got a couple extra million on it. Yeah, and uh, the Bills have, have gone from from getting better, showing signs of improvement to dumpster fire under his – under his reign here as head coach, but he needs to get out of a division with uh, Belichick because he just he can't compete at that level. He can't coach. He's not a he's not a cerebral kind of coach like Belichick is. He's a goofball. He needs to be he needs to be coaching some high school over in Texas somewhere. Yep. And, uh, I'm gonna, or the at best a defensive coordinator. You know, if he just concentrates on one thing, he's gonna be okay. Now his brother's in a lot of trouble, but take away from that, he might have a couple more years out there. But you take a look. I mean, we, you're right. We can talk about personnel all day long. Here's another thing. Bill Belichick had some time to get ready for this game. I mean, Bill Belichick had the whole offseason to get ready for the Cardinals. Now he had, what, 10 days to get ready for this game uh, against Rex Ryan. He's not sweating Rex Ryan one bit, but at the same time, he's figuring out a way to win this football game because that's what winners do. And let's be honest, Bill Belichick is a winner, okay? And so much so, I think they should change the name to the Lombardi Trophy to the Belichick Trophy. I'm telling you, this guy is that good. Um, And figuring out personnel, the best way to personnel. And we talked about the next guy up, and we talked about how great the Packers are. There's no better team in the NFL besides, you know, besides the Packers, but it's even a long stretch from Packers to the, to the Patriots on who the better team is on the next man up because Bill Belichick's the 
demands the players to know the playbook inside and out for your responsibilities. And other teams, when you've got second and third stringers, they don't have to know it as much. Bill Belichick says, hey, you're going you're gonna to know the playbook like you're the starter. No excuses. And that's one of the things that it, it's right there. I mean, we can talk about Garoppolo. We can talk about Brissett. We can talk about where they're sitting at 3-0, and whether they should have been 3-0. That's not even the question. It's irrelevant. Um, they are three and zero. So when you're three and zero, and you and Rex Ryan already has the pressure of being in the same division, now to lose to him with the third string third string quarterback, this is nothing but spelling disaster for a football coach that already has problems. Now, if we could get away from the coaching aspect of this, because you and I both agree, this is not about the player personnel that's out on the football field. This is about the coaches. But you look at the Bills. They lost to the Baltimore Ravens and the New York Jets before they got rid of the offensive coordinator. Okay? So, they changed offensive coordinators. I don't know if that was needed because they scored 35 in the game that they, you know, game that they lost. It, I was sitting there thinking you should get rid of the defensive coordinator. But as far as who's out there, you know, if you look at this football team, where it's going to head as far as personnel, because if they get rid of Rex Ryan, they have no Sammy Watkins. He is gone. Okay, he's gone for the season. That is a big-time hurt. I don't like the guy. Okay, he, he, he's just, in my opinion, the guy's an arrogant little jerk. That having been said, he's the best part of that football team at the wide receiver position. Then we have our, for my locals, we got Maurice Goodwin, even though he's not the guy, but i got to mention him because he's a Rowlett Eagle and a wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, there's just no personnel. There's no players on this football team that, that stand out because you lose Sammy Watkins. Who they got at quarterback? Oh, my God. The, the personnel between the Buffalo Bills and the Patriots, even if you look at the personnel if with the third-string uh, third quarterback, it's, t- it's ten times better than what the Bills are putting out on the field today. Yeah, how are the Bills going to score? That's the key. Yeah. I mean, how are they gonna how are they gonna even score on the Patriots? But I don't care if I'm playing quarterback for the Patriots, I can hand the ball off and make some short passes. It's a system set up for success and Tom Brady can kiss his butt goodbye because they're not gonna pay millions of dollars for him, which is a good good thing for the AFC East. Tom Brady won't be here after this year. And uh, Yep. And maybe he can well, maybe they can start winning, but I doubt it. I mean I, I just I just look at it. It's just it's just such a mismatch. I can't believe the line's only six and a half. Yeah, I can't believe it either. That's why I jumped all over this one in reality. Oh, I was going to, but I hate this game. And the reason being is, it is that division game. And sometimes, especially now, you know, when you look at this football team, as far as the Patriots should bury them, this is the game they should bury. This is the game where it ends up being close at the end. And so this game scared me, so I stayed away from it. Even though you're right, it, the number is six and a half. Um, that that. That number scares me a little bit. Well, it scares me a little bit. In three weeks, we said, okay, this is the week the Patriots lose. I think we're public in general saying, okay, the Patriots are going to win no matter what, which scares me because right. the public's usually wrong in the NFL. Right. Oh. Anyway, here, here we go. 
you know, Buffalo, if 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 you believe in Tyrod Taylor, okay, he's 47 to 77 for 527 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and ripped off a 49 yard 49 yarder with his legs. That's the only thing that I worry about. Tyrod Taylor is not good enough to win this game, but I think he's good enough to keep it close. I have the Patriots in yep. this game. I don't like the number. That's it's a suck. Yep. Sonny, you just went off. I think you just muted yourself. Sonny was about to say, if, and he can correct me if I'm wrong when he comes back, but that's a sucker bet, the, the six and a half. Patriots win the game in close fashion as a division rival game should go. Um, Buffalo's going to have some fight in them, but at the end of the day, the Patriots get out by winning under the six. Is that what you were trying to say, Sonny? Sonny is on mute, or he is gone, or I'm gone, one of the two. I don't know which one yet, but I'm sending him a message to see. Sonny may be on mute, but anytime you play a divisional game, you guys, they're so familiar with each other. Even early in the season, I think point spreads can get – it can get – over exaggerated a little bit depending on what's going on the first three weeks, but but you also know that these guys know each other at least at least goofball over there and and Buffalo knows the New England Patriots, so he should be able to come up with some kind of game plan to at least stay in the game and make it respectable to keep his job. But I think this is going to be closer than than what people think. Sonny, you back? Sonny. All right, and here we are. But we're hopefully back, and hopefully everybody can hear us. Um, that being said, of course, that's the name of the show. Um, hopefully we are back in line. Let me know, and I'm going to let Tarvin know. There we go. All right. All right, so we're back here. Hopefully everything is good. I'll be looking for Tarvin to come back in, and I'm going to push this button to make sure I don't accidentally mute myself or hang up on myself. Um, that being said, you know, LeGarrette Brunt, look at who this guy is. He's a nobody. Okay, this guy couldn't keep it up in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of situations there, but he comes there. He becomes the professional. Ocho Cinco, if you had the opportunity, I don't know how much of you heard of this, so I'll repeat this. It was on the uh, NFL channel doing his deal. And let, uh, doing what that they do, okay, as far as recapping the guy's career and everything. So he goes, recaps his career, and gets all set and ready to go. No one would take him. And what does Bill Belichick do? He takes some guy who has, you know, has some talent and makes him a professional. And that's what the difference between some of the players that play for the New England Patriots compared to other teams in the NFL. Bill Belichick makes you be a professional. And that's the difference when you look at uh, this football team. That's what Bill Belichick brings to this football team. He brings an ounce of professionalism that teams and players have to abide by or you do not play for him. And you know, and there's something to be said about a guy that can just go out there and demand greatness from average players, and and he they end up at least maybe not being the best player out on the football team, but he they make enough difference to where it 
is a big difference out on the football field. And that's the, that's the difference. That's the Bill Belichick way. That's what he does week in, week out with all of his players. And that's the reason why that this guy, without question, is the first ballot Hall of Famer as far as coaching is concerned. And uh, so watch out for this. This should be really interesting uh, to see where we go as far as the, um, the rest of the season for the uh, for the Patriots. Like I said, you're looking at the Patriots, and they get Tom Terrific back, and they get the Browns when they come back. So really interesting situation with that whole thing. As we're fighting through some uh, technical difficulties, we should be just fine. Hopefully uh, we're up on air and hopefully can hear us and uh, we can go there. looks like uh, Cuervo's checking in. I'm going to open up the chat room because I forgot to do so. You want to get in online, you can go ahead. 347-215-7497 is the number um, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show for uh, our continuing coverage of the uh, NFL. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break we're going to go ahead and do the full break here as we are set here and then we come back i'm going to try to do a little technical difficulty uh work trying to make sure that we don't have that problem and when we come back we'll talk about more teams in the nfl here on the couch potato sports show here on sunday morning we'll be right back this is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. 
Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooters Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. Rolling back here on the couch for Tate Sports Show. Let me just make sure that we are on air. I want to make sure I can hear anything. Let me just hit this button right here. Back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Hopefully, everybody having a good day. We'll fight through some bad, bad technical difficulties. Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we're checking out all the games in the NFL here on week number four. A lot of games going on. Let's get you an update on the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they are 14-6 in favor of the Jaguars as this game is taking place over in London. So the Jaguars so far having some, you know, pretty good success here. And the Colts, they really need to get this game. I just don't know how they're going to do it. 
That secondary is giving up points, and obviously taking a look at where they are right now, uh, losing this game. That's the that's the huge thing. You know, the Jaguars not a great football team, but they started off very quick, and they got up on the board, throwing the football, getting it in for the touchdown. And that is the huge thing. So, Andrew Luck, he is 5 of 11 for only 29 yards to this point of the game. They're in the second quarter. Blake Bortles, he is 4 of 9, 43 yards and a touchdown. Frank Gore has rushed the ball for the Indianapolis Colts, 8 times, 35 yards. And then uh, Allen, one catch for 13 yards for the Colts. The Jaguars on the other side, other side have thrown two receptions, 20 yards to Robinson, and that touchdown, the key one there. And then uh, Blake Bortles um, uh, doing what he does, you know, actually not playing horrible. He is 4943 yards and uh, yelled in five carries, 34 yards for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Sunday morning. It's that being said. Let's get to some more games in the NFL because with the – the technical difficulties that we have, we're probably not going to do the full three hours here. Um, but that being said, we're going to try. We're going to get through all the games. So remember, there's teams that are on the um, bye uh, starting this week. All right, the Packers and Eagles are on the bye this week. Next week, the Jaguars, Chiefs, Saints, and Seahawks are on the bye. And then in week number six, the Vikings and the Buccaneers. So give you an update on the teams that are on the bye. So again, no Packers, no Eagles this week uh, in the NFL. One thing we didn't do is cover the standings in the NFL uh, up to week number three. So let's do that. Let's start in the NFC where the New England Patriots, they are on top of this division. They are 3-0 and as the Jets and the Bills career 
up there in Minnesota, that will be huge. But they're on top, 3-0. The Green Bay Packers, 2-1, 1-2 for the Detroit Lions, and the Bears uh, sitting at a lowly 0-3. Now, the South, NFC South. The Falcons, 2-1, leading that division. Tampa Bay, 1-2. Carolina, 1-2. And and then the Saints at 0-3. Tough division there, um, but not getting any success. I mean, Atlanta's 2-1. By the luck of the draw, hell, I don't know. But over in the West, NFC West, Rams, 2-1, leading that division. 2-1 for the Seattle Seahawks. 1-2 for the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. So, like, like Trevin said, you know, we're at the beginning of the year. We're getting our feet up underneath us in the NFL and getting ready to move forward. And um, we're going to see a lot of things change probably in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to see some teams take off. We're going to see some teams die out. Um, and that's what you get in the NFL. So it usually ends up dragging down. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. We're going to go ahead and we're going to kick this back into the um, games that we're covering here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So let's head on over to the 1-2 and two Panthers and the 2-1 and one Atlanta Falcons. Now, this is an interesting game. I want to take the Carolina Panthers. Because the Falcons have not been playing well regardless. And the Carolina Panthers, neither have they. But the Falcons are 2-1, and the Panthers are 1-2. So right now, they, you know, say what you want. The Falcons are feeling pretty good at the start of this season. And I didn't expect it, and I don't know how many other people expected it. But the defense is going to be the big problem, especially when you're looking at this game with the Carolina Panthers. So. Right now with the Panthers, they're just kind of, you know, they're kind of like an engine that just kind of cuts out every once in a while. They're not running smooth. And that could be a problem for the Panthers as they move forward, especially in this season. Like Charvin said, these Panthers, they're not the same Panthers. So this game is in Atlanta over at the Georgia Dome, the new Georgia Dome. So now you got to take a look at as far as the teams are concerned. Where can they improve? Well, I'll tell you right now. Dan Quinn needs to needs an overhaul in reality. They're lucky to be one and two, or two and one. They're lucky to be two and one, leading this division. Now you got a division game against the team that probably will win this division, that being the Carolina Panthers, if they can put it together. But right now, if you look at the Falcons, they rank first in the NFL by scoring 34.7 points a game. 448 yards per game. And it's a pretty good you know, blend of the, the rushing and passing. Right now, it's completing more than 70% of his passes. And if you would have told me at that begin, the beginning of the season, I would say, well, I don't know what Matt Ryan, you've been watching, but I don't expect that. Seven touchdowns and only one interception. Now, that ratio is going to keep the Atlanta Falcons vying for this division. Now, is this the Atlanta Falcons that we should have been seeing for the last two or three years? Right now, yes. But this game, the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, 
I want to pick the Falcons to win, but I don't know if they got enough firepower to get the job done at times, meaning scoring when they have to. And this this is one of those games, it's a huge game because it's a bitter fight. These division games are huge. And it brings out it brings out a different player each and every week when they are doing this, when they are playing this way. So when you look at where it is, you have to have you know some good consistency in the football game. Right now, the Panthers are not doing it. Benjamin has went without a reception. And he's only had one ball thrown his way against the Vikings, and that went not that that was last week. And I will tell you, one of the things that I look at is is that you've got to be able to get the ball to your playmakers. And sometimes the Carolina Panthers, their playmaker is Cam Newton, but it can't just be Cam. So. He's going to have to put up something. He's going to have to try to make it. But remember, this is also a team that figured it out midseason and racked off eight play, you know, eight wins in a row and ended up in you know the playoffs and winning that division a couple of years back. So, as far as where the Panthers are, they they've got to put it together offensively right now because they just don't have it going on right now. Newton has been sacked eight, and that was, and that's by the Vikings. So, this is a <laughs> that was eight times. It's ridiculous. So, right now, Atlanta's playing better. Carolina, are they getting ready to make that mid-season, you know, push like they've been able to do in the past? The Falcons have also shown that, you know, the last couple of weeks in the past defense that they give it up. And it's one of the things that scares me about wanting to take Atlanta in this game. Because they're – say what you want about Cam Newton. I think he could go ahead and exploit. They're going to get big plays through the air because of your secondary. They don't have to have a great running game. So. You can't. When you look at the Panthers, you can't just be the pass. They're going to have to mix it up pretty well in order to to beat this team. But that having been said, um, you're looking at an aggressive front seven. So the Atlanta Falcons have better protect Matt Ryan. And sometimes I, you know, I, I just don't think. To, and by the way, just to let you know, this is the third game that they have played NFC South teams. They lost the game against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they got the other two. So the schedule is playing out in division games real early. I like what I'm seeing here, but I don't, out of Atlanta, but I don't trust it. Because I'm wondering when they will fall back and be, the same old Atlanta Falcons that we get in the past. And Carolina, I, I'm, I think that's where it's going to happen. They're going to go ahead and exploit the passing game because their their pass defense is not good. And I think 
if Cam Newton can be patient enough to let that develop, I think that the Panthers are going to get the victory here. So Carolina, you know, for Carolina, the Falcons, you know, that's the team that they play, you know, one of the most, obviously, because of the setup. And if you if you believe in the series, you know, Atlanta's leading the series 25 to 17. I look at those kind of things. I don't care about history. I care about what we're seeing in front of us. And right now, I, I just think, and I think Carolina could be primed to go off, and they need to go off. And this is a division game. It's too important for this football team not to get in there and get the victory. So I think it might be where you look at it: one and two, Carolina Panthers, two and one. So I think we can put this at a two and two at the end of this game. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Panthers in this game. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to be able to see Cam Newton go ahead and find the difference out in the secondary and be able to make plays. So I'm up on board with Carolina Panthers. Now there's another game. We're not going to talk a lot about it. And the fact that it is interesting. Cleveland Browns 0-3, Washington 1-2. And this is about the division, especially for Washington. They're 1-2 over in the NFC East. You know, just looking up at the other three teams that are average at best. This is a game that Washington Redskins really, really need. They really need to put it together and get the victory in this game. And the, and the main reason why is because they don't want to get too far off because, you know, Dallas, they're going to be playing today. Will they get the victory? The Giants, same thing. Will they get the victory? Um, the, the Eagles, they cannot get too far behind this team, even though at the end of the season the Redskins can be up there. So they're 1-2. and two, They're fourth in the East. The Browns 0-3. Oh this is really a gut, ugly game. And what I mean, gut ugly, if you take, you know, because I got the gut too. It's ugly. My gut is ugly. This is a gut ugly game. And you, you can say what you want. The Redskins are heavily favored in this game. But that having been said, I don't like when a Washington Redskin team is, it has the big time heavy favorite. So let's go ahead. Let me bring back on Tarvin here. Uh, Tarvin, you there? Hey, I'm here, buddy. Sorry, I had to drop off for a few minutes here and there. We've got a thing for our uh, remembrance, remembrance Walk First Sign today we've got to go to, so trying to get everything in order. So. Got it. Uh, hey, before we go too much into this gut-ugly game, not butt-ugly, but gut-ugly game, um, at Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, uh, I know I, I, I'm looking at this game. Cam is going to have to exploit the, the – because really, if you look at – Atlanta, they're not a great football team, uh, especially in the secondary. That's where Cam Newton's going to have to get after this football team. But he can't, Sonny. I look at this team, and I don't even know if the Panthers are a playoff team anymore, even in this division right now. It's the offensive line, and and I blame it on that, but I also blame it on Cam Newton because he's – and I don't know if you've noticed this, but he's decided to cut back on his runs, and he's holding the ball for way, way too long, especially too long for the protection to hold up, and he's just not executing. And I know it's it's to do a little bit with everybody, but he's the leader of that team, and the defense is not playing well. I mean, because the offense is not playing well. And granted, they played Minnesota and Denver, two of the top three defenses in the NFL, but I don't know if they can beat Atlanta right now. 
if, if they don't play better than what they have over the last three weeks, they're not going on the road and winning. I agree, and that, and that's also another thing when you look at um, that the main thing is this is a road game. Atlanta typically, and I, I used to be able to say mostly, is a football team that plays well at home, but just recently they haven't been playing well at home. I, you know, but here's another thing. Don't forget about those Panthers. You know, they ripped off eight in a row. But, you know, and they weren't doing it pretty either. If you remember that 8-0 run that they did a couple of years back, okay, it wasn't pretty. And I think that's what they they might have to do in order to make the playoffs. But right now, they don't look like they're in playoff form. They don't even look like they're anywhere near playoff form. So that's one of the problems when you look at the, the Panthers. And here's another thing. You're right. He's staying in. But I'm wondering, is that by choice or is that by coaching? I don't think it's by coaching. I think Cam Newton is trying to stay, like you said, in the pocket just a little bit too long before he runs. And the main reason, all you got to do is look at that injury to RG3. I mean, these guys typically get nailed. They get hit hard. And here's the problem. And I didn't mention this because I'm glad you came back. I think Cam Newton now is gun shy. This guy's getting pounded week in and week out by defensive (laughs) uh, players. And he wants to stay in the pocket because he takes the biggest hits when he's on the run. Yeah, and I think maybe, and this is just maybe, he's hurt, and he's yes. he's dealing with a lot of pain, but he's able to play through it. And uh, when when you see him like this, I saw him in the national championship game when he got he got his back tweaked and hurt in that. I think it was a second quarter. That second half, Auburn couldn't even move the football, and it and it just seems like that's what I'm seeing is I think he's banged up, and it's it's going to take him a few weeks, but. If, if you're banged up and you need a win, Atlanta Falcons defense is a perfect place to start. He Absolutely. does. This is the last time. This is the last time he plays in the Georgia Dome. Uh, remember, they're building their new stadium. Their left tackles out. Thank God. The blind side they call him. He's uh, terrible. Maybe that'll be an improvement. But uh, if if they lose today, Sonny, and they start out one and three, I just don't know if they can come back from something like that after being. 15 and one. If they win today and they're two and two, they're probably going to win this division. But that doesn't mean that they're ready to step into the playoffs and go on the road. See, but last year they last year they had home field throughout the playoffs, which yep. set up nice. But if they have to go to go to somewhere like Green Bay, Seattle, Arizona, somewhere in a playoff game, that's not going to bode well for them. So right now it's one game at a time. I think they do beat Atlanta. But they have to play a lot better. I mean, they beat they got they got beat by a team without Adrian Peterson and without Teddy Bridgewater, and they got dominated. I'm sorry, there's no excuse for that. At home, at home, that that's the thing. At home. And uh, But maybe it's a good thing. Maybe getting started up on the road is. I, I have Carolina in the game. Who are you picking? Yeah, I'm going to pick Carolina because uh, I just have no faith in Atlanta. I'm, I'm sorry. And this is a must win for Carolina. Carolina is playing above their head, or Atlanta's playing above their head. They're probably happy to be where they are. The Monday night game, look at the emotions. They finally beat New Orleans on a Monday night on the road. Uh, short turnaround, you got to play Carolina, even though it's at home. It'll be there'll be just as many Carolina Panthers fans there, and Cam Newton fans, and there will be Falcons fans. So I like Carolina by by the field by a field goal, exactly what the line is. 
Yeah, now taking a look at the game that we were talking about before he came back on, Washington heavenly favor against the Browns. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a game, and I wish I had made the bet, and I might make the bet before the game. This is a game I think Cleveland can I think Cleveland can win this game. Um, main reason right now, there's no identity right now in Washington. Kirk Cousins is not playing good football, and this is the kind of team that Washington can atypically drop, a team that they should win. With the, I mean, I'm not sure what the line is in this game, but I will tell you right now, uh-huh. as I look at it's seven and a half. I'm, I'm a yeah. with the Browns. I think the Browns are keeping. Now, I think Washington will win this game. But if you're a betting man, I, I, I'm, this might be the only time I say it. You might want to bet the Browns and take the seven. And the uh, the and the big thing is the half. The seven and a half. I think that might be the that might be the determining factor in this game and yeah. taking if you're going to bet this game. Hey, hey, can I say something about the Bills and Patriots real quick? And either I misspoke yeah. and said they were a six and a half point favorite, or the line's three and a half right now. I don't know if the line dropped. I think the line dropped three and a half, three points since we've been on the phone today. I don't know what came out or or why it's that. It's six I and believe. a half as I'm looking at it right now. Um, I'm looking at a, on a live uh, betting site um, right now. New England is favored by six and a half. And it was that way yesterday. Okay. It's, the, it's it's dropped down to it was at seven and a half now it's down to three. Uh, Brissett will be playing. Uh, Garoppolo's doubtful, so something huge happened yeah, today for a line to drop. From a, Redskins, but 
man, I, I'm going to pick the Redskins, but, man, this is the game, man. I'm looking at it because Cleveland never gives up. They're always competitive. Look what they did against the Philadelphia Eagles in the opener. They actually hung with them, and the Eagles had to win that game. So, you know, and I don't think the Redskins are as good as the Eagles. And Cleveland, even though they may not be good, they'll always give you a great big effort. So, um Interesting thing as you take a look at that. Now, remember, I don't know if you remember, Cleveland was ahead of at home though. At home uh, against the Ravens, they were leading twenty to nothing in that game over the Ravens before they came storming <laughs> back. So, I mean, I I just don't know what to think. I mean, I I'm I'm not going to pick them. I want to. I want to be right, but I I think Washington will probably ink this one out at the end. That's why I'm saying take the seven and a half right now with the Cleveland Browns in this. Game game um, because it's going to be one of those things and uh, I don't know they got prior and this is the guy that was picked up in in a supplemental draft um, and you know by I forget who grabbed him up Oakland grabbed him up and now he's a wide receiver um, and he's actually making some noise as a wide receiver in the NFL how about that yeah well I like the Redskins big in this game and I think they will cover but all that matters is they win, right, Sonny? That's all we right. do on this show. We do give you some yeah. advice on the point spread. But by God, I'm having enough trouble picking winners, much less point spreads. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing so, you. Uh, I'm hearing you. I won't give up though. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm no, gonna I'm, go. I'm gonna get high. I'm hey, going. Sonny, I'm going. Hit, I'm gonna win my hit, parlay. Yeah, you are. I hit. Look, it's never happened to me before. Ever in my life, and I've been doing this. I filled out eight parlays yesterday, all five teams. I hit four five-team parlays yesterday and missed the other four because of Michigan loss or Michigan. Yeah, that was uh, big cover. Killed. Well, and and last week I had a parlay. Let me tell you, I won six hundred dollars in college last Saturday and turned around and pissed it all away in the NFL. That's how bad. Uh, well, don't be careful. Maybe get back down to that five dollar bet. I, I, I'm, uh, that's what I did. I dropped down to the five dollar parlay to win thirty. That's that's how scared I am of the NFL right now. So there you go. But uh, my, by the way, my three are are the. Um, I wanted to take Jacksonville to cover, but I hate that London game, so I stayed away from it. I took the Lions. I took the Ravens, and I took whoever's playing the Bears. Um, so that's my three teams. <laughs> parlay for the week so yeah and i dropped it down so there you go you got we got to be a little bit careful on how much we're putting out there um so i want to i want to get my feet wet back again so (laughs) i'm gonna tell you what what kills you in football people out there listening probably wager a little bit when you take favorites like carolina and uh, arizona last week to win you have to lay like not point spread just to win carolina was like four to one so if you bet a hundred dollars you lose 400 and if you you took arizona you lost like 300 so those two games killed me and you'd think they would just win that's all i care i don't care about covering the spread but they lost and i lost which makes me realize that you know what go back down because gambling is the more you win the more you're gonna lose right right that's really exactly so I'm gonna so I'm taking this money that I won yesterday and I'm gonna nickel and dime on the death until I, I hit it again. I'm not going over ten bucks on my wagers. 
I don't blame you. That's and that's the way to do it. As far as, by the way, if you're giving a lot of points, you're you're just setting yourself up to lose too. Uh, you got to watch those those lines. I, I I hate laying numbers in the in the NFL that are over seven. I I, I uh, you know it's bad enough <laughs> over five. But yeah, you gotta love. That's why they call it gambling. I am taking Washington well, in this game. So. <laughs> you gotta be stupid to bet on this stuff, and I'm stupid. So yeah, um, I'm well, gonna say Washington it, it, too. Man, it won't be a money line because the money line's like at a hundred. If you lose, you lose three sixty, and I don't have enough faith in Washington to win. So I'm not right, gonna lose three hundred sixty dollars. Exactly. So I'll take Washington. That, that one's that one's a tough one. You're right. You got to you got to look out for that one. So let's head to the next game because I think this one could be interesting. Even though the Bears are so bad, the Bears are so bad. The Bears zero and three. They're at home. They're fourth in the NFC North, and the Detroit Lions are one and two. Now I, I stated it all. Everybody said the Lions were going to be last in this division, um, and I said no. The Bears are going to be last in this division. They're down to. Brian freaking Hoyer at the quarterback position. So there you go. You got to take a look at that. Lions are two and are one and two, but they're a good one and two team. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Matthew Stafford finding more wide receivers than normal, which is huge. Uh, which means he's got to open up his game. And I think we're seeing an emergence, really, in reality of Matthew Stafford of becoming a really, really good quarterback. And mainly because he can be versatile. He can throw the ball more than to just to Calvin Johnson. And I think that's been holding them back over the years because that hit, you know, he's leaning on that clutch, which is Calvin Johnson. Yep. Sonny, you said it perfect. I think I said it the other day as well. We've seen a new Matthew Stafford since the end of last season towards the end yep. of this year. He's a great quarterback. And again, I don't know why the line's just three in this game. Maybe it's a rival game. Maybe they know something. I don't know. But I know I'd rather have Matthew Stafford any day of the week. And I don't care if it's in Chicago or not. So, Brian Hoyer is your quarterback, first of all. You, your offense sucked before this. You're yes. only three. You're about to get blown out by the Lions. I don't know why the Lions just three. I think maybe it's just to keep people guessing, maybe to wonder what's going on. But Look, common sense. And there's no locks in the NFL. I'll promise you that. I can, I can say that. But I feel comfortable knowing who the quarterback is in this game that I like. And just a team that, like you said, they're one and two. But you, you, you come out of that one and two and you look like, okay, guys, we could be three and oh right now. We could we could right. do something. We've got the Bears to be 500. The Bears, there's no hope. You're 0 and three. And it's just about to get worse if it, if you ever thought it could. So the Lions in this game, I don't know if they cover or not, Sonny. I don't care, but I do know they're going to win. I know they're going to win. And also, by the way, out of all the games, okay, for Detroit, they've all been decided by seven points or fewer. Um, the Bears, though, they have been getting beat up. <laughs> I mean, to the, this this margin, okay, in the games, the three games, they have been outscored 83 to 45, okay? That means you are getting your ass handed to you all over the football field uh, in the NFL. You cannot 
hit. The, I mean, that is those, those numbers are just too huge. Um, so, and then you know, in the rival, I mean, like I said, I don't believe in rivals. I believe in we, you know, year in year out. Okay. That having been said, you know, the Lions have dominated this this rivalry uh, in division rivalry for years and years and years. So um, when the Lions look better than than most of the teams, right, hey, right now the Lions can make a run in the NFC North because I mean I don't know what's going on with Packers. I I, I, I know they can't, they had a great bounce back game last week, um, but you don't know. Um, will the the Vikings be able to continue winning with Sam Bradford no. at quarterback position? Um, so look out for the Lions. The Lions could be a sleeper in this division because at the schedule I think works out for them. And plus, if Matthew Stafford spreads the ball around, that keeps all the teams guessing because all you had to do is double down on Calvin Johnson. It's the reason why they didn't make the playoffs. And I think for Matthew Stafford's career, the best thing that ever happened to him is Calvin Johnson retiring. And I'm going to tell you, one thing that concerns me about Detroit is, you know, they started out, they went on the road, and they beat Indy, and that was a crazy game. And we see now yes. that Indy – is not that good. They lost to the Titans in Detroit, which threw up a flag to me. And Green Bay's struggling right now the way they are. Um, You know, they they lost that game by seven. Granted, it was on the road, but it's hard to put a pulse on Detroit. Yes, the games were close, but losing to Tennessee right there, I I still think this team's a lot better off than Chicago. But Chicago, for God's sake, I mean, they got beat. I mean, that game wasn't close to me as nine points. They lost to Houston with a new quarterback. They got trounced at home against Philadelphia. And then they go lay an egg against Dallas. I mean, I just don't see any offense for this team. I just don't well, I don't see any defense either. I mean, the Bears only have four sacks through three games. I mean, I, I think it's it, – and the reason why I say that, okay, is it's not not because that's a bad numbers. This is the Bears, okay? This is what they build their team around, their defense, okay? They should, they should have two a game. I think that's – I mean, that's what I think the defense expects. So, I'm not seeing a lot out of right now because Matthew Stafford, he's going to get comfortable in the pocket, and he's just going to throw that ball all over the place, and right now the Bears are number 10 in passing defense, but they're number 30 in rushing defense, so you know, you're looking at those numbers and you hear those things, and I go, oh my gosh, and you know, they're, the Bears, you know, they're allowing 142 yards per game on the ground. You lose football games. You keep teams at a, you keep teams at 100 yards and less on the ground. You win football games. The Bears are giving up 150. So you know, so say whatever you want. It's just going to be what it is. I think I think this is this could be the blowout game of the day. And it could be, yeah, because. Again, you know, you said only three sacks or four sacks in three games, right? Is that what you said? Yes. yes. Well, and you played the Colts teams, and that's right. a team that you should have gotten about seven sacks against. And you didn't. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Now, Brian Hoyer's here leading your team. I don't know how motivated the defense is going to be to go out there and sacrifice their body like gladiators for Brian Hoyer. Well, I think that I, I don't know if any of them are interested in doing it for the Chicago Bears. Look what they did in this offseason. This team was great 
over the coals. You lose players here. Alshon Jeffries is not 100%. You lose Matt Forte. This is a team that let football team players fly off of that football team, and now they're left with what's left. I mean, they'll put up a good fight. They're just not going to win any football games. They're going to get – somehow they'll win two somewhere. I, I, I mean, they're bad. I, I don't know. I, I I just if the Chicago Bears go zero and sixteen, I think I will never say I ever supported this football team. This is not Chicago Bears football, and I'm going to tell you right now if the G, if the GM is not in trouble or going to get fired, there's going to be a plan that they're trying to do. I just wish everybody let us know what it is because watching Chicago Bear football right now is it's almost like the NBA. It's almost unwatchable. Yeah. It's- it's just pretty bad, Sonny. Yeah, it's, can't argue it's ugly. So the Bears, I think they're going to take the list. I think we're both on the line, so let's head on over to Oakland. Oakland's on the road. They're going to Baltimore. This is one of those games. This is that that West Coast to kind of East Coast Baltimore. Um, the Ravens 3-0. Listen, the Ravens look like a, the Ravens of two years ago, which means they're primed to make a play in the playoffs. I don't think they win the you know, AFC and make it to the Super Bowl, but this is a football team right now that is – clicking on all cylinders. You got the Raiders. They can be good. Will they be good? I don't know. I mean, you look at the team, you know, the fact that they lose this game today, if they do, and they're 2-2, two and two, wouldn't surprise me. Other people think that the Raiders are the team to watch out in the AFC West. I, I'm not bought in on that because um, I still think you got to get past the Broncos. I still think you got to get back the Chiefs by the Chiefs. So that having been said, this is this game right here for Oakland is so huge for him, especially when you take a look at the standings right now over in the AFC West. The AFC West has the Broncos at three and zero, Kansas City at two and one, and you know you're the Raiders. You're two and one. You've got to keep up in this division. You can't afford to this game as Kansas City and both and both Broncos. I mean. They got winnable games this week. So if you're the Oakland Raiders, you're going to have to figure out a way to get a victory against the Baltimore Ravens, and I just don't see it. Uh, and it's, again, uh, what time is that game, Sonny? It's an afternoon. It's, it's early. o'clock game. Yeah, it's the East Coast. Um, the Raiders are a good football team. They're better than I thought. You know, we all talked about them. But going on the road and beating Baltimore – I think if they can beat any team right now, it is Baltimore because, again, that offense for Baltimore is just not explosive. So I, think, I mean, it's, right. it's not. It's a perfect – it's a good matchup for them to win. I don't think they do it, though. I don't think they can come on the road and win in Baltimore right now. But you're right. You no. Know, Denver's not losing. They're not showing any signs of slowing down whatsoever. So now and you they got to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, you got to deal with that. And how about this? With... How about the Chargers? The Chargers have New Orleans. New Orleans couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag right now, um, you know, especially defensively. And look what San Diego is doing on, you know, they're scoring a lot of points. So um, this is this, – this, I hate this game. As far as the Raiders are concerned in their success, uh, Jack Del Rey will better figure it out because there's a lot of things that are going to have to happen. Um, it, you know, it, they are – the Baltimore Ravens just getting their guys back. They lost so many players last year to injury. Now they get them back and they're ready to go. This this right here though, the Ravens the Ravens need to win this game. They keep it up within their division because of the fact that when you look at the when you look at the AFC North and by the way, my favorite division. 
division in football is the AFC North. Baltimore's on top right now, three and zero. Pittsburgh two and one. Cincinnati already won. They've improved to two and two on the season. So you got you got Baltimore and the Steelers having to having to play um, to keep a lead. And, and I think in this division. They, you have to win football games in order to to win this division. Um, you can't just lose games here and there. You got to win against games that your uh, teams that you're supposed to. And Baltimore should beat Oakland today, so that's a game they should not be dropping. I just wonder how bad Baltimore wants it though. And I, I get true. what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. How, who wants it the most? Oakland has to have it. Baltimore is is un. I mean, surprisingly to me, they're three and zero. I mean, right, right. I mean, so I just wonder how bad they want it. But if they're thinking like you do, hey, we got to, we have to take advantage of every opportunity to win games. Baltimore needs to win the games they're supposed to win, and this is a game they're supposed to win. If you start losing those games, then those division games get a lot tougher, Sonny, and then you find yourself eight and eight sitting at home during the playoffs. Jacksonville twenty to six over right now. Indianapolis, I think they're uh, they're just starting the third quarter. So um, just keep you up to date on that score that's going on. Um, yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore is just one of these teams. Three and zero. You know, that, by the way, um, they've only been three and zero in their history three times. So um, them being three and zero, I think is quite a shock to everybody, um, especially for over there. But here's the thing: the wins they've combined. To combine 13 points, okay, against teams that are now one and eight. So look at that. That that goes to what you're saying, as far as being surprised at where they are, okay, by a combined 13 point, uh, 13 points against teams that are one and eight right now in the NFL. Um, it, it, but I will say. You know, they don't make the schedule, but at the same time, this is how you this is how you work back to where you used to be. I mean, granted, no one expect I didn't expect the Ravens to come in and be three and zero. I expected them at best two and one, and it wouldn't surprise me if they were one and two. That having been said, within this division, Pittsburgh's got a big game here tonight. Um, at, but Baltimore, this is a game. Baltimore has to step up, and especially for the division and where it's at. You're looking out and. and that having been said, Oakland right now, they have the second-best offense in the NFL, uh, averaging 436 points and 26 points a game. But here's the thing. You know, Derek Carr can throw the ball all over the place that he wants it's, it, it, for 867 yards. The thing that's happening is the Raiders are giving up a lot of points. Somewhere within that defense, Jack Del Rio's got to figure out what they're going to do defensively because they cannot give up that, as many points as they have so far in the uh, NFL in 2016. Well, they sure can, Sonny. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to pick Baltimore in a close one. No, guys, a tough one. I, yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore, even though ah, that's a tough one, man. The more yep. I think about and, it, the more I want to pick. The more I want to pick Oakland, but I just don't know if they're going to go on the road and get that win. I just don't know if they can get it on, you know, on, like you said, on the road. Uh, the line right now is three and a half. You might want to take the three and a half um, if you if you're a betting man. I took Baltimore. I took them to cover at three and a half. Um, so that having been said, um, you know, I, I you know, this is a game. This is you know, I, I don't know. 
Jack Del Rio better figure out how they could get physical again because I'm looking at the Raiders defensively, and they look weak. I mean, they don't look tough. And Jack Del Rio is known for tough, and I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm just not seeing it on the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, you know, you know, with all the money that is floating around in, in Baltimore, this is a game that they should win. I think they – and I think as week by week I'm seeing the Ravens get better and against, you know, teams that should be good. And the Raiders should be good, so they should get this win. I just want to know how good it's going to end up, and that that's huge. You know, this is the team that's on my oh. parlay, but I got the three points. I don't have the half. I got the I only got the three. Sonny, let me tell you this real quick about, like you said, being tough again. How are they going to do it? Well, it's week four. You don't you don't become tough during the season. You become tough in the off season and get that mentality. Yes. You hit a you do a lot of hitting now during the regular season. You can't hit every day in practice. You're, you're, too, you're trying to recover from the week before, so I don't think you're going to see a change in that, honestly. I think what you see now with their defense is what you're going to get. I don't think it's going to get tougher. And and they, they better figure out – and that or get physical. And I think you're right. It's just exactly what you said. They're trying to recover uh, to get to the next game, and – I don't know if they have it in them either. I think you're right, Turner, and it's that's going to be an interesting uh, situation now. All right, so here's what we got to do. We got to take a quick break because I blew off the other one, so I got to get back in here. So I got to get two more uh, plays of commercials here. Um, so we'll do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk more NFL games here um, and uh, get it squared away. We'll be right back. Whether it's buying or selling a home, there is no bigger decision than choosing the real estate agent who will represent you during the transaction. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associates Realtors is here for you. 12 years in the property management business has afforded him great insight into the real estate needs of his clients. He serves all his clients as he served his country with honor and integrity. With Brian Chadwick, you will have a dedicated, honest, and hardworking realtor in your corner. To experience what he can do for you, call Brian Chadwick today or visit him online. This is Sonny Clark, the radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, telling you to contact Brian Chadwick at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrade. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give him a call at 214-356-0197. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors, 
serving Relads 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5 Star HVAC Contractors. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. Couch Potato Sports Show, as we are covering the NFL, covering all the games that are happening in the NFL. That's the huge thing. So, um, Sunday morning, that being said, it's a Sunday morning tradition. It's just what we do. So, let's get started here and start the rest of this hour. Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Great game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Thanks for joining us as we're covering all these games that are happening here on Sunday morning. Some good games up on tap. Right now, Jacksonville Jaguars have the ball. They're on their own 35. They're leading 20-6 over in London. And the game that happened Thursday night, the Cincinnati Bengals got the victory over the Miami Dolphins, 22-7. As we continue looking at the games here, just really quick what we're going over, New England I have over Buffalo. 
The Carolina Panthers I have over Atlanta, although Atlanta playing good football. Uh, Washington should blow up the Browns, but this is a game I think the Browns will keep close. Um, so watch out for how much money that you put on it if you do. Detroit should wipe out the Chicago Bears, and we talked of, just got done talking about the Baltimore Ravens. I think Baltimore is going to get the victory over Oakland, although that's going to be a good game. It's going to be fun to watch as far as where those teams are and what they are going to try to accomplish in their own divisions, even though this is not a division game. Uh, this game is important, probably, obviously, more towards the Oakland Raiders are concerned. Uh, the Ravens would like to be 4-0, especially over in that AFC North. It's going to be interesting. Let's take a look at the uh, the next game that is up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, as we do, we cover them all here on a Sunday morning. So let's continue that tradition. Let's talk about the game that's up on tap, the 2-1 and one Seattle Seahawks on the road to take on the New York Jets, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And for a little look today, as this is another game I have money on, okay, as far as in the parlay. I look at this game, and the Jets, they may not be favored in this game. Um, In in fact, the Jets are going to get a point in this game. I got it where they got three with my bet, so that's huge. So that line has dropped a couple points just since we've been on the air because when I started this this morning, they still had the three points. So within the last few hours, you've seen a major drop in that number. That having been said, Seattle, 2-1. and one. What is going on with Seattle? The one that they lose, this is a football team that should be 3-0. They lose to the freaking 49ers. But 2-1 and one in that division is huge. Over in the NFC West. And Seattle's a good football team. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're complete anymore. I think this is a football team that is really, really missing a guy that I, I, I never have liked Marshawn Lynch, but I think they're missing this guy. I think this is a huge loss for this football team. You still have what you got, the Legion of Boom on the defensive side of the ball. If you want to love that, that's great. But offensively, right now, you don't have Marshawn Lynch. You got Russell Wilson, who is not 100%. You can say whatever you want about him, but I'll tell you, this is the guy I think that needs to be really, really healthy to be as really, really good as he is. And the fact that he's not, and the fact that they're playing a physical football team, you can say whatever you want about the Jets. They are one and two. They're third, or actually, they're second in that division. But this game is in New York. This is this is a sneaky game because I'll tell you, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick can be as bad as five interceptions today. And that's with the Legion of Boom, and you would think so. Hey, you know, you know, great defense. They play well. They, they get to the ball. I get it, but I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to throw five. And right now, Seattle, I don't think they're scoring enough to get this victory here in in the in New York. I'm actually picking outright the Jets to win this football game. But here's one of the things. Russell Wilson has never missed an NFL start in his career, and he's going to keep that going. He is already saying he's playing, which I think this is a game that he needs to sit out because of the physical juncture of this football team. The Jets are a football team that will rip your head off. Never mind if you got an ankle problem. They'll just turn his ankle on a tackle. I'm not saying the Jets are dirty. That's just what happens in a pile. And they're going to get to Russell Wilson today. 
How many times, I don't know, will they sack him? But there'll be a lot of quarterback rushes this game. And Seattle right now is dealing with the sprained knee, his ankles a problem, say whatever you want. Early game as they're going from the West Coast to the East Coast. I mean, he could be upbeat all he wants. I mean, all I'm hearing, oh, Russell, well, he's upbeat. He's feeling good. You know what? This is the Jets, okay? And one thing about Todd Bowles is he's going to bring the defense. And that's how you're going to be able to get to this football team. Now, they don't have that running game. They go ahead, they pick up a running back at just here in free agency. Um, I'll get his name here in a moment. But, uh, you know, I don't know. This is a football team that has missed the fact that they don't have that Marshawn Lynch guy. So the knee injury and the, and the high ankle sprain, I mean, it's a recipe for disaster for this guy to get hurt in this game, especially against the Jets. I hate the Jets, by the way. Just to let you know, I love Todd Bowles. I would, I want to be a Buffalo Bill fan so bad. I wanted Todd Bowles to go to the Buffalo Bills. Instead, he goes to the Jets. I got my, and so much so, I got my Jets shirt on today. That's how much I want the Jets to win this game. Because I want to see how they can try to keep up with the Patriots in that division, although I don't think they can. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, my gosh, five interceptions last week. Can he do it again? I don't know. It's just one of those things. Now, get this. Now, New York right now, two games right now behind New England in the AFC East. That is not good. But right now, the Jets aren't panicking. And this is the difference, okay? When you look at the Jets, it's like, it's like looking at the Lions, okay? The Jets are one and two, but it's not a bad one and two. One of those games is bad. And that being obviously the five interception performance from Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. I mean, last week, I mean, it's almost like, have you ever been at a craps table? And the guy's throwing out the number, throws a seven or eleven every single time. That that's what that what that that's what it was. And you're on the don't pass. That's what last week was. I don't think the Jets are a great football team. I think defensively they're really good, and that that obviously comes from Todd Bowles. They just need to put together an offensive performance. Uh, like they're capable, and I don't think they need a lot because I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are going to score a lot. And mark this, if Russell Wilson comes down, goes out, he's going to be out for a couple weeks regardless. The type of injuries that he has with the knee and the ankle, they're on the same leg. You know, right now, the Jets don't – by the way, just to let you know, the Jets don't like losing. So, they lose Decker, Fitzpatrick's turnovers, Seattle's pass defense is ranked second with only allowing teams 162 yards, Um, but, you know, Richard Sherman is going to make everybody in that earn their yards. Now, where I think the Jets win this game, you know, how they've been using, overusing Matt Forte, they need to do it one more week. 
They need to feed the ball to Matt Forte, and I think they will in this game. But here's the thing about the Seahawks. They're allowing the league low only 250 yards a game. And that's why you look at this game and go Seattle. But I look at the injury on the leg, and I just don't think they can score enough. That leg of Russell Wilson is is big time as far as the injury is concerned, and it's going to have a big effect in the games. And the fact that they're flying cross country doesn't help. Now, I, I hate putting a lot on that, but at the same time, when you have injuries, then you're doing it, and it's an early game. There's three strikes against Seattle before they even take the field today. The line is only one in this one. Seattle's giving the Jets one. Now, it was three. I got my bet with the three. Right now, when you look at Matt Forte, 30 years old, he's sixth in the NFL right now with 261 rushing yards. He's also, you know, handled the ball 76 times, 67 rushes, nine receptions through three games. Uh, Yeah, they better keep feeding him the ball. But they need to find somebody besides Matt Forte to step up. Who's that going to be? Thomas Rawls for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he is uh, he is out for the rest of the year. Christian McMichael, five point two yards uh, is to, you know showing that he can take over. And he had one hundred sixty uh, one hundred six yards and scored two touchdowns last week against San Francisco. So there's a lot of things that Seattle can do to protect. Russell Wilson, the question is, is will they feel the need to get in desperate mode against the Jets, keep them in the pocket too long to risk the injury? And I think that's what's going to I, – I, I don't like predicting injuries, but Russell Wilson does not look right. Hasn't looked right all year long after that first game uh, – for after the injury happened and the first game. So the fact that they're playing in New York doesn't help the whole situation there. Doug Baldwin is going to have to make some plays for him, and I don't know if they're going to be able to deliver the ball because the Jets are going to be in that backfield a lot. Now, the Jets are allowing 355 yards per game. And that's that might be on the cusp of being just a little bit too much. But, I again, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to do it unless they have a great running game planned and they get production from the running game. I just don't see where it's at. By the way, these teams have only met twice. This is going to be their second meeting in 12 years. These teams don't play each other. So, I don't know. This is just one of the games that I think when you look at it, you go, oh, Seattle. But I think we're going to find out that without Russell Wilson being 100%, that they're not going to be able – normally when you look at the Jets, they scoring a lot might not be a lot. I'm talking, I'm talking the Jets are going to have to score at least 24 points to win the game. And I think they can do it. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is that five-interception guy. So I'm expecting Ryan Fitzpatrick to take the step back and be better than five interceptions. 
You just got to do that. And you're at home, and you have Seattle coming cross country, and it's an early game, and Russell Wilson down, and they don't have a really a starting running back either. And Doug Baldwin's their only their only weapon. Double down on Baldwin and win the football game if you're the JET Jets, Jets, Jets. I got the Jets. So let's see what happens with them in this game. It's going to be a fun one. And if you're red zone, I think we'll see this game in red zone quite a bit here. And I, I think that's gonna it's gonna be the fun game. So let's head on to the next game that's up on tap here on the couch potato special. Tennessee Titans one and two. Houston Texans two and one. Good God. Good God. Could this could this be the dog could this be the ugly what's that old joke? You know, she's so ugly you have to shave her the dog's butt and make him walk backward. That's what this game could be with no J.J. Watts in the game. Brock Osweiler is pedestrian. And the Tennessee Titans, they have the capability of being good with Marcus Mariota, but I don't know if they can. I hate this game. This is the worst game on the card today. And And the headline news is that J.J. Watts is not playing. So what do you do if you're Tennessee? You double up on Bosa on the other side if you need to. You, you, you take a couple of drives to figure out whether or not that your guy in front of him can handle Bosa. If need be, you double up on him and you beat him, def- you, you beat him running the ball away from Bosa. That having been said, I don't see a lot from this team as far as the Texans are concerned. They beat the Bears, okay? Who can't? So... JJ going, JJ White going on the IR is going to affect this football team defensively. And, and mentioned earlier, I mean, a lot of players that play fantasy that use players on the defense instead of the team defense. JJ Watts was being held over. They were holding on to a defensive player. It, it's huge. So. I don't know if we're going to see the quote-unquote dominant defense that you would expect to see with J.J. Watts in there without having him there. Last year, he's three-time defensive player of the year. And Clowney has not stepped up. Whatever you want to say about him, you know, he hasn't stepped up. Linebacker uh, Marcellus has got three sacks, seven quarterback hits, and the Texans are tied for third in the NFL in sacks with 10. But that all changes. Defenses had the plan for J.J. Watts. They don't have to do it anymore. Gosweiler being what he is. Now, I'm not saying Marcus Mariota is the second coming. I don't know which one's better. And this is the one that normally when I'm trying to pick these games, I'm looking at quarterbacks. Okay, Marcus Mariota is pedestrian at best right now, too. I don't know. Brock Osweiler at least led his team to playoff wins. Or, you know, so, I, you know, I just look at this. I, I look at where it's coming. I want to pick Houston in this game. But I don't know with the loss of J.J. Watts, they have it in them. This is not just an injury to a guy. This is an injury to a football team, not just the defense. And how this is going to affect the football team as a whole. This whole thing is mental. 
So, Tennessee Titans 1 and 2, Texans 2 and 2. The fact that the Texans would lose this game wouldn't surprise me. And I don't know, Marcus Mariota is, I'm telling you right now, Marcus Mariota ought to be jacked since he don't have to worry about J.J. Watts in his face. Can he? So I'm going to go with that. I, I'm going to say Marcus Mariota, which, by the way, has the potential to be that franchise quarterback. Could it happen today because they don't have J.J. Watts in the lineup? I don't know. But I'm going to go with it. I like Marcus Mariota. I think he's got talent. And I think this is a game where he can actually shine. It going against the other teams within this division, he's he's going to have a rough time against Jacksonville. By the way, Jacksonville is up 23 to 6 on Indianapolis. Jacksonville, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You don't know what Indianapolis is going to bring you because by the end of this day, you know, before we kick off here, the Colts could be 0-4 and a long playing trap back from from London. So this should be it, this should be the game. Tennessee can find themselves in a complete cluster in the AFC South standings. In the AFC South right now, Tennessee they lose. Let, let's just say they lose today. Let's say the Tennessee Titans win. That will drop Houston to two and two. It looks like Jacksonville's going to get up on board. They might be one and three, and the Indianapolis Colts will be. And I said they were zero oh and three. I marked that they were one and two, but they'll be two and two. There could be a cluster of all four teams at two and two if Jacksonville wins and the Titans win, which means after four games they're just starting all over again. And that is huge. You, you take the mental portion of it. If those teams win, everybody's at 0-0. And, and they got 12 games to play. That's the 12 for this division. Well, one team's coming out of this division. Sorry. So you got to figure out a way to win this division. I don't think Jacksonville has the, the, the legs to do it. I really don't. I don't think they have the right coaching. And – if the Colts lose today against Jacksonville, it should be a team that should step up and move out. That should be the Texans, but they don't have J.J. Watts. It, a pedestrian division, any team can win it, especially if it plays out the way I think it's going to play out because I'm picking the Tennessee Titans in this game. I think Mariota might have a game today. And, and the fact that they don't have what they need in order to win on the other side of the ball, that, of course, being the Houston Texans, the, the, the thing that everybody fears on that team is the defense, not the offense. Now, you don't fear any part of them. The only thing is, is that Tennessee, it's a road game. And this football team, oh, good God almighty, even though they might be a little bit better on the road than they are at home, my God. But, I'm going to take I'm going to take a shot in the dark with this one on Mariota. I think Mariota might be the better quarterback, but I'd still go back to Osweiler and see what he did for that Broncos team. And you got to like that. But so far this season, he hasn't shown me anything that where I go, 
Well, you know, Brock Osweiler, he is definitely the leader of this team, especially offensively. No. Now, Tennessee right now, they're not impressing anybody in the air. They're 24th in yards with 229 yards per game. Mario, Mario's already thrown four interceptions. He's fumbled the ball three times. And the Titans right now, you know, they, they try to get the ball to DeMarco Murray, uh, but they're up on top of that as well. But since they don't have J.J. Watts, I think DeMarco Murray can have the game. He can have that breakout game that he needs to have on this new football team. 245 yards on 41 attempts. Guys, do the math. Right now, when you look at Tennessee, they get get Kendall right back at wide receiver for Tennessee. Hasn't played since the preseason. Since that hamstring injury, right? I think right now, when you look at it, Mariota and White, I think that's the combination that you can look at in this game to be big today. So... Regardless, who steps in for J.J. Watts, I don't think they have enough. I'm going to go Tennessee in this game, and I know I think I, and I'm going to start drinking early, I think. I, I don't know. Because it really, in reality, when you're picking the Tennessee Titans to win, you, you must be primed to get drunk later on. So, that one, we'll see what ends up happening. Let's head into the afternoon games as they're – I think four. I got to get the list in front of me. And by the way, Indianapolis down 10 now, 23-13. Indianapolis also has the ball. Uh, Jaguars have the 10-point lead right now. So we'll keep track of that one until we get on out of here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Um, We got uh, Denver and Tampa Bay we're going to talk about. Then we got three other games that we're going to cover before or mark that, four other games because they got Sunday night football game. I'll just give you a prediction on Monday night's game. So Denver at the – or Denver at Tampa Bay. Now, I don't even know what to think. Tampa Bay, though – is who I thought Tampa Bay were going to be because of Dirk Cotter. You say whatever you want about Sonny, okay? I have Dirk Cotter's number, okay? Everybody's falling in love with Winston, and that's fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, the, the play of Dirk Cotter from his playbook is so predictable that is the reason why Tampa Bay loses game. Not only that, they, they, they don't execute. But when you're so predictable, if you can't even execute the predictable plays where you're just fumbling the balls all over, throwing interceptions right and left, the Broncos with a, with a rookie quarterback right now looks like a Hall of Famer can play to Jameis Winston, and he was supposed to be the second coming. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, this game could get ugly. Because Jameis Winston could be behind the eight ball really quickly, and I don't like Jameis Winston when he has to think too hard. I want Jameis Winston to be good. I want to see him use his legs, but we all know what happens to a quarterback who uses his legs. They get popped, they lose them for the season, and then they're at the backup position, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just going to be on the outside looking in. And in this division for the Broncos, they're sitting, they're second in the NFC South, okay? They're lucky to be there at a one and two record. 
The Broncos are three and zero. Trevor Simeon looks like a, a, a all pro, and that's even without the Marcus Ware. So, all things looking at this game is I don't know how Tampa Bay even even scores more than more than three times in this game, and I don't care if it's touchdown, field goal, or whatever. I just don't see it. But offensively, the Broncos have not seen the miss a beat. And I hate this team, by the way. I hate the Broncos. I'm tired of the Broncos being good. But, but that's just what they are. And they are getting it with a rookie quarterback. And Dirk Cotter comes in and says, I want to change the culture of a team that hasn't won a playoff a game in 13 years. Well, hell, Dirk, you're going to be a part of the problem. You're not changing anything unless you can get your quarterback to not be a liability. And that's what Jameis Winston has been. He's a victim to his own greatness sometimes, but the reason why is because he feels like he's got to make plays out on the football field in order for him to win. They've lost two games straight. Arizona whipped the holy hell out of them, 40-7. But they put up a fight against the Rams. I don't know. Trevor Simeon, I said he was a rookie. He's actually his second year, but this is the first time he's seen action, so he might as well be a rookie. And out of Northwestern, I mean, if anybody can name me a quarterback off the top of their head that is a Northwestern quarterback, please put your hand up and stay off of Google. If you can do it off the top of your head, I'm impressed. I don't know any of them. I've even heard of guys who used to be in the NFL that were, but I can't remember their name. That's just how great they were. Okay. Simeon threw four touchdown passes last week. He's the ninth player in the last 40 years to do so. I, you know, throwing four touchdown passes Sunday. He is the first one in 40 years in one of his first NFL games, five NFL games. He's the first one to do it. But I kind of look at the situation with Denver, what they're doing over there, kind of like if Andy Reid, just finding what one guy does good and let him do it. Trevor Simeon, he's not deep down the field, but he can throw it deep down the field. We saw that last week. He might have the goods. And they they go ahead and they – they go first round, they grab up a quarterback, and here's Trevor Simeon saying, wait a minute, guys, you forgot about me. And there's something to be said about a guy that feels like he can lead his team. He's 3-0, and okay? All right, so, you know, even if they lose this game, which I don't think they are, by the way, um, I, I think that the, the – the Broncos will be just fine. However, I think the I think the the Buccaneers could be in trouble. And the defensive coordinator Mike Smith, okay, 
uh, he better figure out a way to stop giving up 33 points a game because you're not going to win too many football games in the NFL, even against the sucky teams giving up 30, 33 points a game. That's the most in the NFL, by the way, and it's the most ever for any Buccaneer defense in their 41 history, 41 years history. So there you go. Highs and lows, Jameis Winston, Simeon, first year. Guess what? There's no film on this guy except for what he's played in the first four years. That's the reason why he may have success. Jameis Winston, there's a whole year plus three games. And and I'll tell you, when you got that much film compared to Simeon who doesn't, it's hard to break him down because he can come out with something totally different in this game as well. Winston and the loss against the Rams, he had 405 passing yards, but he fumbled a fumble, you know, and then it was returned for 77 yards for a touchdown, and his interception set up another touchdown. And this is the Rams. Right now, I, I just look at it, and I, I just go with what has looked smooth over. And right now, the better quarterback is Trevor Simeon over Jameis Winston, and we shouldn't be talking that way. We should be talking about how great, in reality, that Jameis Winston is, and we're not. So it should be interesting to see where they go here. I don't know. It should be that this is going to be a good one. But I, I think we're going to see Denver be just fine. Now for my Lokes right here in the Dallas area, right here in Rowlett, your Dallas Cowboys 2-1. and one. Hey, no Des Bryant, by the way. Well, he's going to play, but he might as well be. The, the type of injury, I think that I, I don't think if you're the San Francisco 49ers, you're worried about Des Bryant this week. I really don't. Never mind the guy is a dweeb. Okay, he doesn't show up for x-rays. Oh, I do want to see the results. Yeah, this guy just does something to irk me every single year, okay? Whether it's beating up his mother or, you know, just being an arrogant jerk. Now you get him, you know, you know thinking that he's better than the team. And I'm sorry, when a guy doesn't show up and do what he needs to do in order to be physically fit, in order to play a football game, if he's actually in reality going to be active this week. He just blew away three days of that. He could have been in there getting rehab. Most selfish player out on the football field in the NFL today has got to be Des Bryant. And it just goes to show that they always say there's no I in team. Well, Des Bryant wants to try to change that, and it isn't working. The Cowboys are in trouble. Okay, they're two and one right now. They're third in the NFC East. Okay, they're they're third at two and one. Third for this division, you know, they're in the thick of things at two and one. They're game over five hundred for God's sake. That might be able to win the division. But San Francisco, and by the way, just let me be on record here that the San Francisco Forty ers are not a good football team. But here's the thing. This is the trap game for the Dallas Cowboys because because the 49ers will be in it at the end, and then someone's going to have to make a play. Dak Prescott is going to have to make the play. 
And I'm not saying Dak Prescott shouldn't be making plays, but having to make plays is a totally different thing than making plays. And I like Dak Prescott. He's going to be the, he's going to be the quarterback for this football team. And if you believe Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw says Dallas Cowboys are crazy if they bring back Tony Romo when he's healthy. I'm saying I, I, I kind of respect Terry Bradshaw and what he says sometimes, but you got to go with, you know, when you have a healthy Romo and they don't throw the ball more than they pass it, they keep it at 500, we see what the Cowboys can do. And we've also seen that with Dak Prescott this year. If they keep it where they're going to run the ball and pass the ball 50-50 or somewhere near there, okay, then the Cowboys can be successful. But the fact that there's no Des Bryant, I think, really – say what you want, and, and I'll put it out there, and I've heard Dallas Cowboy fans say this. Terrence Williams is an idiot. We can't get out of the box. We should be talking about the Cowboys 3-1. and one. The mental weakness of this team is their brains. They cannot put it together. And now everybody's worried about old Des Bryant. If you're San Francisco, you're loving the fact that Des Bryant's hurt because, number one, let's say he does play. He's hampered. He's going to be 75 at best, and any any quarterback in this league can cover Des Bryant at 75%, which, by the way, also, Des Bryant can't run a route to save his life. They're slowing up for him and hopefully Des brings it down. That's not happening today. This is my upset special today. Your Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately, are going to lose this game in the final minutes of this game. And that and, and the bad thing about that is they're going to drop two and two. And depending on what happens here, the Eagles are on the bye this week, but the Giants are in action. Washington are in action. And Washington should win. They should be a two and two. And if the Giants win, that's going to be huge. But if they don't, the Giants get this: the Giants will fall to two. The Eagles will still be on top in that division at three and zero, two and two for the rest of the teams. The Cowboys lose, and the Giants win today. It's going to be an interesting division over there. But I, I really don't like what we're getting now. Blaine Gabbert got issues at the quarterback position for the 49ers, and I realize this. But right now, with what's going on off the field, Colin Kaepernick's not going to see the football field, regardless how bad Blaine Gabbert is. And that's that's the interesting thing. I know I'm not an NFL scout. I'm not an NFL coach. I think the 49ers have a better chance with Colin Kaepernick at the quarterback position than they do with Blaine Gabbert. Listen, I watched Blaine Gabbert for years over in Jacksonville. I know how pedestrian he is. And I've also seen what what Colin Kaepernick can do with a football team. Now, he hasn't helped himself. And I'm not saying what he's doing is right or wrong, but he's bringing on a light on him that he doesn't need during the football season. Whether you think what Colin Kaepernick is doing right as far as his protest or wrong, he's bringing on the wrong light on him 
from a coaching perspective because now it's not about Colin Kaepernick, the football player. It's about Colin Kaepernick, the issue maker. And making issues off, uh, off the field or on the field in this case before a game really puts him behind the eight ball to where it's so much of a negative, and I'm not saying it should be, but it is. And it's a distraction to your football team. To where is if he started this year off not doing this, I think the 49ers would turn to him and ask him, say, hey, Colin, can you do something for us and win some football games for him? And they're not going to get it. Not only that, he, he makes every penny this year, whether he plays or not. And that's not good. But I'm just right now looking at this game as far as, you know, the Dallas Cowboys should win this game. But this is the kind of game that is an a traditional trap game for the Dallas Cowboys. They should win this game. This game's on the road. They're playing in Levi Stadium over in San Francisco. You know, you look at the talent on the team and go, oh, yeah, Cowboys. That's what this one could get back and backfire on them. And, and I don't, and here's the thing. I don't, I don't trust the Dallas Cowboys to be able to say, well, they should win. So they should win. No, it, their chances are winning a game that they're supposed to win. It, it might even be worse than 50, 50 for God's sake. Dak Prescott though, I'm going to tell you, I like the guy. I like the kid. And they need it. But here's the problem. All right, and I said at the beginning of the year, and, and everybody argued with me, Sonny, you just don't know football. The Dallas Cowboys have the best offensive line. Well, let me tell you something. Have you watched the first four games of this season? Okay, now, they, now they're going to lose one of their anchors on the offensive line. So can we stop saying that the Dallas Cowboys have the best offensive line in the NFL, please? Because they don't. They're gonna, they, they hope they get Tyron Smith back. He's supposed to play, but don't expect him to be 100%. He didn't play in the Chicago Bear game, and that was smart. The, the Bears were going to win that game. Don't put Tyron Smith out there who's kind of got an injury and risk him for the rest of the season. This is a game you need. You knew you were going to beat the Bears. Whether or not this is going to be a good game for the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to need Tyron Taylor or Tyron Smith to play well. And I just, you know, he's coming off an injury. He can't expect it. The Cowboys also um, have got a situation where they have got to figure out what you're going to do about Des Bryant. Now, one of the things that I do know, and one of the things I like is the connection between Cole Beasley and Dak Prescott. I like that combination. It's the only one that they can really go to today. Ezekiel Elliott is pedestrian at the running back position. He is not good, although although he had a halfway decent game last week. But they also don't have the Cowboys go in this game with their left guard out. Collins is not going to play. Tore a ligament in his right toe, and he's going to be out for an extended period of time. So there's your 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 Dallas Cowboy, you know, best offensive line in the NFL. 
they're going to lose the game today because of that offensive line and no Des Bryant. I'm picking the upset here, the 49ers. I'm just being a realist, okay, because this game is the trap game, and the Dallas Cowboys I don't think are good in trap games. I think they fall for the trap game way too much. And they open themselves up to get beat. So that should be interesting. We're at 920 here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to talk one more game before we get out of here because this, before we go to commercial, because this game here today, and I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals and the Rams, the Arizona Cardinals have better wake up. That's all I got to say. They're at home. This is a tough place to play normally, but we're not seeing the Arizona Cardinals got their butts handed to them up against a Buffalo football team that had no business beating them. So do we look at the Arizona Cardinals and go, well, you know, they just had a bad week or are they just that bad? All I got to say is the Buffalo Bills are not just that good, but the Arizona can, the Cardinals, can they be just that bad? Bad decisions by Carson Palmer? Normally, a guy who makes good decisions. The Arizona Cardinals being considered, you know, Super Bowl contenders, and they drop the game to the Buffalo Bills. It, it, either they overlooked that game, or they're just not that good. And I don't know which one it is. I hope they overlooked them. But. They go into this game one and two. They're in dead last in this division. They should be running away with it. So it's got to start here. By the way, Indianapolis only down three to Jacksonville. It's in the fourth quarter, seven oh six. Let me just let me just refresh the screen here. Yep, that's the, that's what it is. So just keep you informed of what's going on. So. Arizona really, really are going to have to figure out what they're going to do. This Rams defense is good. They've lost some players, but I'm going to tell you right now, Aaron Donald, he is the real deal. He is getting the quarterbacks. He may not have all the sacks, but he is making it tough for quarterbacks to throw the football. Getting in the lane, it's like this guy seems to know what play is coming to him before it's even snapped. But where you worry about the Rams is whether or not they can get it done offensively. So Bruce Arians really needs to figure out what he's going to do. This is a big-time division game, and the the Arizona Cardinals can still afford to go one and three in this division. Because Seattle, depending on what happens here, I'll tell you, if Seattle loses, then Arizona could lose today, and they'll be okay. Now, you look at the Arizona Cardinals last year, I want to tell you right now, explosive offense last year. This year, I want to tell you right now, it looks like a total different offense that is just not getting the job done. They ranks 14th in total yards, 16th in third down conversion percentage, and that right there is the big number. You've got to get your first downs when you're in third down. And last week, we showed the Arizona Cardinals couldn't move the ball at all. But this is a different football team at home. I like the Arizona Cardinals at home. 
So when you see what has been going on, you put that behind you. If you're a football team, you got to put those things behind you and realize where you are. You're in Glendale, Arizona today. Okay, you're at home. You got some crazy fans too, by the way. Arizona kind of fans are very loyal, but they definitely are going to have to figure out a way to become better offensive football team. Because let's just be honest, the Bills embarrassed them, and it was an ugly game. So as you look at the Cardinals and what they can do, when they can do it, they are going to have to make adjustments at halftime if they get behind in this game, which they did not do up in Buffalo. It, they just remained what they were going to be. Now, Todd Gurley, you know, he's still trying to find his way offensively. The, the Rams have been sputtering on offense. And with how good the Arizona Cardinal defense can be, that is gonna that's something that's gotta be huge for the Cardinals coming into this game. When you don't have Gurley running the ball, I think he's like I, I think he's only averaging like not even three yards carry. He has not been that offensive juggernaut that the Rams hoped that he'd be. And a football team that is still waiting to go ahead and start their starting quarterback, Jared Goff. We'll never know. And meanwhile, you got Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, uh, you know, some other young dudes out there. He has sent me in the second year, even though he was his first year of action, just blowing them out of the water. And he's not even playing. So that's something else that they, this team's got to look at. So the Rams not starting their quarterback, the Rams not being a good football team, I, and the Arizona Cardinals at home. I just can't. I, I just can't look at the Arizona Cardinals at home and not. And it just play so much better at home. They're a better football team on the road or at home than they are on the road, without question. So the Cardinals. I, I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to trust the Cardinals, and I'm going to pick them. But I'm going to tell you, this should be a real interesting game here today. If the Arizona Cardinals don't win at home, they're going to put themselves behind the eight ball in, in these division rankings, and that's not going to be good for them. Next game up on board is going to be a game where I'm going to tell you I told you so at the end of it. In other words, I don't know. Maybe not. Here's the thing who can't stop anybody. And here come the Chargers at home scoring huge numbers in the first half, but sometimes just loses it in the second half. Will they be able to hang on to the Saints? Yes. Um, because you can say whatever you want about Drew Brees. Does he have a good year? Is he not? It doesn't matter. What it is, it's 0-3 and, and they're flying cross country. They're going to go play San Diego. They're going to get ahead in this game. And there's one team Really, it, that you would look, as far as this year is concerned, when you look at the Saints, they cannot come back. And this one, I, I mean, I should be breaking this game down, talking about a lot of things. The Chargers are going to whip up this, on the Saints today. And they're going to – this game will be over at halftime because the Chargers will figure out to do exactly what they've done in all three of these games this year, get out to that quick start. 
Now, whether or not they break people's hearts at the end of it, whether you're betting or you're just a fan and hopefully they win, is whether or not they will be able to hold on and win the football game. I don't think the Saints offensively have enough to come back and win it after the Chargers get ahead. And now, you know, and, and all the story about Drew Brees going back to San Diego, blah, blah, that, listen, Listen, he's not known for being a good quarterback because he was a Charger, okay? He was known for being a good quarterback because he is a Saint. So, you know, I don't know. This one will be on whether or not that the Saints can maybe figure out a way to put points on the board. Now, without Tyron Matthews, this is, this is a big loss for this football team on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I'm looking at this, and they, they've been losing guys right and left, but they've still been able to score. How many offensive weapons have the Chargers lost but still being able to score? Now, the Chargers, they're in last in this division at one and two. And I'm talking about the AFC West. And the AFC West, you know, right now has the Broncos. The Broncos are primed to go 4-0 and this week. And Kansas City, they're 2-1. Raiders are in two and one. San Diego's one and two. I think this is a game that San Diego needs to get, and I think they're going to win. I really do. So, whatever Philip Rivers has been doing right all year, they need to continue to do. Right now, as far as Rivers are concerned, you know, right now the better quarterback is Philip Rivers. And that it, it's just not right in the area. Oh, look at who I got here. Let me just do this because I know who this is. Let's bring him on board. We're going to do a quick roll through on the games here. Let me hit this button right there. Good morning, 347. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Sonny. Bryce calling from Brooklyn. How are you? I know who he is, Bryce. Bryce, I know who it was. I know that 347 number well. Hey, let's go through. Did you have Jacksonville? Did you have Indianapolis? I had Jacksonville. Jacksonville's up uh, 10 on them uh, going uh, with five minutes left to go. Do you have the Jags or Indy? I had the the Jaguars winning this game. I did, too. I had the... the secondary of Indianapolis was horrible. So, uh, the Buffalo and New England, what do you think about it? I got the Bills winning. I got the Bills winning this game. Wow. They're going to give New England their first loss of the year. Why do you think that Rex Ryan can do what he has not been able to do? Is it because of the third-string quarterback and he's feeling the pressure, or do you just think they're that good? A little bit. I, I just feel that I, – I feel that – the one thing that that New England doesn't do as well is play a straight-up physical football game. And I feel if it gets into a slugfest, that favors the Buffalo Bills. Okay, so you're looking defense on that. That'll be interesting. Carolina and Atlanta, this one's a sneaky one because Atlanta right now, they're, they're, they're a stupid 2-1. And, and I say that because – I I don't think anybody thought Atlanta would be two and one, but I don't think anybody thought the Carolina Panthers would be one and two and losing last week didn't help. What do you think about Carolina at Atlanta? Atlanta is tough at home. They handed Carolina their only loss. Carolina makes amends and gets a win this week. 
think so too. Atlanta's given up some stuff in the secondary that might be the problem for him in this game. Hey, now I don't know. I don't have it as an upset, but it wouldn't surprise me. Cleveland at Washington. Oh, that's a tough. That's a tough game. You know, Cleveland has is just such not a good team and dealing with hey. so many injuries. No, um, they're horrible. Yeah, they're not a good football team. Um, no Josh McCown. I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins here. I think the fact that they don't have Josh McCown is the reason why I didn't pick the upset in this game. Detroit and Chicago, Chicago's got awful. And Matthew Stafford, I think, is really benefiting from not having Calvin Johnson in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, and it's more about, to me, the Detroit defense. I think they get after, I think they get after the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears is not a good offensive football team. Yeah, it don't matter that they're home. Oakland taking the long ride to Baltimore. I have Baltimore. Baltimore three and zero. Oakland are, is two and one. But I think this is a game Oakland needs because of that division. But I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. Baltimore seems to be chugging on all cylinders. Oh, if Oakland can protect David Derek Carr, there are some holes in the secondary that he can exploit. Baltimore will give up the deep pass. I'm going with Oakland. Okay, so going with Oakland. My upset special of the day is the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets over Seattle. And, you know, I mean, Seattle's got everything against them. Russell Wilson not healthy. With uh, They're flying cross country. An early game, man, a lot of bad things for Seattle. And Seattle getting whipped by the Rams, I still can't forget. Um, and the Jets, they may not be great. But in a physical football game, I think they can out-physical the Seattle Seahawks on the defense working over the offense of the Seattle Seahawks. I could see a very I, – I could see a low-scoring game, low-scoring game. As much as I don't want to pick them – no, no, no. You know what? I'm, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to take the Jets in this one. It's going to be yes. tough because Ryan Fitz turnover – will keep yeah. the Seattle Seahawks in the game. But I think at the end, the Jets pull it out on a field goal. No five, no five turnovers. That's what, if he can make sure he doesn't throw three, they'll be okay. I, uh, that's what I'm hoping ends up happening. Uh, I, I got a mild upset. I'm taking Tennessee Titans over the Houston Texans. Um, Houston, no J.J. Watts. Uh, Brock Osweiler looks pedestrian. I'm not saying the Tennessee Titans are a good football team, but this is the kind of game that the Tennessee Titans usually sometimes end up winning, especially on the road. They wouldn't be able to win this game at home. I think they drop it at home. But since they're away from home, I think they got an opportunity to win this game. I got a real mild upset here. Tennessee over Houston. What you got? I absolutely have Tennessee over Houston. Houston is a pretender. They're not a they're not as good and I think their quarterback is a pretender. No JJ Watt, absolutely. I'm going with Houston. Yeah, I think it boils down to that. Uh, teams have to teams have to plan for JJ. Now, guess what? They don't have to plan for JJ. It could be a lot easier. Denver, Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston cannot seem to be, you know, you know. I think a lot of it's Dirk Cotter. I'm sorry. I think their head coach is their problem. I told him not to hire this guy, and he's been horrible everywhere he's been. Why they think this guy is the second company, I don't know. Trevor Simeon looks like an all-pro. Um, they're going to Tampa Bay right now. The better quarterback in reality is Trevor Simeon in, in this game. Who you got, Denver, at Tampa Bay? My upset of the week, 
Jameis Winston is the better quarterback on the field, and they get it done against Denver this week. I knew it, Bryce. I knew you couldn't do it. I knew you couldn't get around it. (laughs) (laughs) That that is an upset, though. That would be the upset. Now, do the Dallas Cowboys have enough to get over the San Francisco 49ers? Because this is my other upset uh, in reality. Dallas should win this game. They're not going to win this game. This is the game. This is the type of game they should win. That's the reason why they're going to lose it. That's the Dallas Cowboy win. These are two awful football teams. I like Dak Prescott over Blaine Gabbert. I'm going to go with Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to go with history. Until, until, out of all the teams in the NFL, I look at history with only one team. That's the Dallas Cowboys. Why? Because they can consistently suck it up every single year on games that they should win. And all I got to do is go back at home against the Lions a few years back. And, and that game cost them the playoffs. This game right here could be the reason why the Dallas Cowboys don't get an opportunity at the playoffs this year. They need this game. And if they don't take this game as a must win, they're going to lose it and they're going to, they're going to have a hard time. Does LA have enough to beat the Arizona Cardinals after they get whipped up in Buffalo at home? Arizona Cardinals, a tough football team at home and a good defense. I just don't see how LA gets around it. Nope, I'm going with the Cardinals on this one. In the game we're talking about, New Orleans Saints to San Diego, I think San Diego jumps off quick like they have all year long and is able to hold back Drew Brees because the, the years of Drew Brees coming back in the fourth quarter, I think, are over. These are two teams that just cannot get out of their own way. New Orleans defense is awful. San Diego tends to implode on itself. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I'm going to go with San Diego pulling it out at home. Absolutely. I think that I think San Diego is going to get up to that quick uh, score, and it's going to be it. Now, the game I know you want to talk about, your team at home, your Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know this, this Andy Reid, I, I hate to say I was wrong about Andy Reid, but I was wrong. It, I was wrong about Andy Reid. Andy Reid has been able to put his team in places, and he's not asking his football players to do any more than he knows they can do. And if he gets it, that's great, but he's not going to ask him to do it. Now, having been said, the Chiefs are a team that really fall really in mediocrity. Um, the Steelers, listen, they, they overlooked the team last week, they got their asses handed to them, and I just don't feel good for the Chiefs today. This 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 game at Pittsburgh, um, this might be a game where Andy Reid is going to walk out of there at 500, and he's going to have to lick his wounds and figure out how the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West, and I don't know how they're going to do it in reality. Uh, this game isn't going to help them. The Steelers are going to be all over them after last week's performance. <sighs> Last week was an annihilation. They didn't show up to play, and they got it handed to them. This week they're playing a team against the Chiefs, similar in style, short passing game. I expect Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator for the Steelers, to really come back. He had a terrible day, and I expect him to come back and stop trying to rush only three and four people. and start. He's going to start blitzing more man-to-man coverage, try to create more chaos. A lot of injuries for Pittsburgh. Some, they're getting Jamal Charles back on their end. But I, I think Pittsburgh plays better defensively, and I think the offense gets Le'Veon Bell back. They're going to be using Le'Veon and D'Angelo. I'm going with Pittsburgh at home. 
Well, you look at that game, and you, you're right. You look at Le'Veon Bell. He's coming back from a suspension, not injury. Jamal Charles, coming back from injury. I don't like that. And here's another thing when I was looking at this, though. I, was, I almost leaned this game to the Jets now, or the Chiefs. Now, betting man, I'm going to take the points. I'm not sure what the points are. I'm taking the Chiefs and betting. This is going to be a close game. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Special teams are going to play a big part in this game. And if you look at last week, the Chiefs on special teams were rock solid on special teams as they they went up and down the field and had a great game on the part of the game that usually gets overlooked because when we talk a football game, we talk offense and defense. Yeah, we say you have to have all three, but really a lot of people look at one of the two, offense and defense. I think the fact that if the Chiefs can get two of the three, including special teams, whether it's defense or offense, uh, the other one, they can make this game very interesting. That's the reason why the number might be good for the Chiefs to go ahead. But here's the thing. Um, the big thing that the Chiefs have that the Steelers don't have, it's the turnover ratio. Kansas City is a negative five in that department where the Steelers are a minus one, um, so are a plus five, and the Steelers are a minus one. So right. you're looking at that. That's where I'm looking at this game where it could be close. I got the, This is going to be a squeaker, and I think the Steelers are barely going to win this game. It's going to be closer than it really should. I think it could it, it could be a close game unless Pittsburgh gets up on them and gets the lead. Kansas City's not built to play from behind. I think Pittsburgh needs to come out, no huddle, play fast, try to get up on these guys on defense, play more man-to-man coverage, two high safeties, man-to-man coverage, blitz some guys and send some guys at these people, try to create some chaos, create those turnovers. Yeah, and one of the other things I think that's good for the Steelers is that the Chiefs run the same offense that the Philadelphia Eagles do, really, in reality. Right. You can say, what, you know, that, and when you look at that and what they, what they do and how they handle Philadelphia, that's what you got to take a look at and see how it is. But here's the thing. When, I, I, I like the Chiefs. I think if this game was at home, I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, it's tough to play at Arrowhead, and and those big games in Arrowhead seem to go the Chiefs' way. But this one's at Heinz Field. Um, this is also another another thing. If it gets close, I don't trust the kicking game as far as field goals are concerned with the Chiefs because of why? It's because it's Heinz Field. There's something about Heinz Field that when you got a kicker kicking for the game, that does not go through the uprights. There's a kicking curse for the opposing team at Heinz Field. That's another thing. You know, I don't know what it is, but kickers can, are just not successful outside of 35 yards at Heinz Field. Yeah, we've got a good kicker. He's used to the he's used to the elements. I think that could play in our favor. So I'm going with Pittsburgh. 305 yards, 24 receptions for Antonio Brown uh, to this point. Uh, half of those were catches uh, in the Eagle game. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. You get Le'Veon Bell, you got D'Angelo Williams, who's played solid, by the way, uh, without Le'Veon Bell there. Yeah, so you got a two-headed monster in the backfield for the Steelers. And the Chiefs' uh, rough rushing defense is average at best. Uh, they give up 123 on average. I think they give up about 150 today, uh, 75 each. And uh, I think that's where they're going to win it. I think the Steelers win this game in the running game, um, and uh, here's the thing. This is a game where I don't want to have to see uh, Ben Roethlisberger win the game in the final minutes of the game. I want to see the Steelers 
get that score, like you said, run it up on this team and just let them run the time and run the ball and win the football game. I got the Steelers. This one should be a good one. It's going to be a fun one to watch uh, as well. And that is, um, if I'm not mistaken, in that Sunday night football, uh, no, no, Sunday night football, mark that. Sunday night football. Uh, yeah, this is Sunday Night Football, so this should be uh, should be a fun one. Who you got in, uh, as far as and before we're out of here, we got time. Uh, New York Jets, Minnesota Vikings. How are the Vikings do it? Um, they're doing it the Patriot way. Don't matter who's in the lineup, they're just winning football games. And the huge one is because they don't have a, a quarterback. Now they don't have a running back. They're still figuring out a way to win with Sam freaking Bradford. Are we kidding me? I don't think the Giants have a chance in Minnesota. And even without the personnel out on the football field. Why? Because the Giants are pedestrian at best. This is going to be a tale of two strengths. You've got the giant offense with Eli and those receivers. The Minnesota defense swallows people whole. They are, they are a tough defense. And, you know, it's, it's, hmm, this is going to be a tough game. It's in Minnesota. Um, I think I'm going to go with Minnesota in a close one because Eli, I, I, has, a tendency, Eli has a tendency to turn it over. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, two interceptions in the fourth freaking quarter. Can we finally say that Eli Manning sucks, can we? I mean, really, I've been saying that for four years. If you listen to the show, Eli Manning has got, you know, and and they're all in my archives, by the way, Bryce, okay? You know, whether whether it's Stephen A. Smith or whether it's um, the other guy uh, from First Take that went over to CBS, and this is what he said. Skip he said, Eli, Skip Bayless. Skip, yeah, Skip Bayless says that Kirk Cousins, or Eli Manning is Kirk Cousins with two lucky Super Bowls. Good God, I've been saying that he's been that great, you know, the Kirk Cousins average quarterback at best for years. So, can we finally say that he sucks? I mean, because really, when you think about Eli Manning and the pedigree that he comes from, in reality, and also to other NFL quarterbacks, yes, he's got two Super Bowl rings, but he hasn't done it impressively. Can we say he sucks yet? No, uh, I will never say I will never say that Eli Manning sucks. Um, I think he's a good quarterback. Just has the propensity to turn the football over too much. Takes too many chances. Um, yeah, yeah. Takes takes too many chances with his arm, and sometimes plays um, too reckless. But he can throw it. He's got two rings. Got a lot of moxie. Definitely a franchise quarterback. Not a top five quarterback, but better than most. Um, I would take him on my team. Oh, you would? I will tell you right now, I'd take their car over Eli Manning and it hurt me. And, and, and just to kind of put that up, and, and Carson Wentz hasn't been playing longer, give me Carson Wentz. That's right. I'm saying take the rookie over Eli right now. Without question, Eli Manning is Eli Manning is a liability when the game is on the line. That's the and that's what makes a quarterback good. Look at Peyton Manning for God's sake. No, mark that bad example. Why? Because Peyton Manning gets ahead by four or five touchdowns and then just rides it out. When a game is on the line, Eli Manning is not that guy. He's not the guy that can get the job done. And one of the here's the thing. If you're Minnesota and you're taking, you just need to do what you've been doing well. Play defense and have great special teams. By the way, you get two of the three, you win this game. You don't need Sam Bradford to be good. But here's here's something to think about. Sam Bradford 
You know, he really hasn't looked all that bad here going uh, into this season and playing for the Minnesota Vikings. He's actually looked, you know, halfway decent, a better-than-average quarterback. And I think that's another reason why they win, because you got a better-than-average quarterback, Eli Manning. He's just average. Um, I'm actually the opposite, and, and I'm going to have to get off the phone here in a minute, but I'm actually the opposite. Sam Bradford, to me, is not a very good quarterback. Um, he's, he's, he's taking the money and milked franchises. He, he's got a live arm, but that's about it. Eli Manning, to me, is five times the quarterback he'll ever be. I actually believe Eli Manning is pretty good in the clutch. A lot of comeback victories. Of course, he has the two Super Bowls. He's clutched up and won championships against two very good Patriot teams. He can throw it. He can make all the throws. He's just prone to turnovers. Sam Bradford's not even in the same stratosphere as Eli Manning as far as I'm concerned. But I think the Minnesota defense, when you can't run the football, that unleashes their pass rush. And I think that's enough to, to get them over the hump today. But i got to get as off the phone, Sonny, but I wanted to make sure betcha. I call in. Always great talking um, to you. You bet. You're always great. And with all due respect, though, you cannot say that Eli Manning is clutch. But that being said, I love you. Thanks for joining, my friend. That's good stuff. As uh, Bryce joins us here, he joins yeah, yeah, us sometimes stuff. on Monday. You bet. I'm not going to be on this Monday either, so uh, as I'm on vacation, but I wanted to do today's show. He's Bryce. He gives us a call. Folks, you know, we've ran through all the games that are going on in the NFL here today, um, and that's just what we do on Sunday mornings. That being said, we get over the technical difficulties and started running it. By the way, on the couch with the sports show, the Rowlett Eagles were on the bye. You were like, hey, we're sunny on Friday night. Well, the Eagles were on the bye this week, so we weren't on air. We will be on air Thursday night game. The Rowlett Eagles, they take on the Ranger, uh, the Name and Forest Rangers um, live from HPJ Stadium. You'll hear that coverage here on the Couch Potato Sports Show in your Rowlett Eagles radio network, as well as next week we'll get back up on it. We will get to on the air with Sun Clark, uh, we got a lot of things coming up as, as the elections are coming up. We're going to bring on some uh, congressmen and folks that are running for office. We're going to have them on our show. We got them all set up right now. It's fourth down and 15 for the Jacksonville Jaguars from their own 44. There's a minute and 27 seconds left to go in this one. Right now, the Jags are up on the Colts. 30 to 27. So, an interesting game going on from London. We'll find out. I have the Jags in just a Jag fashion. I picked them, but shouldn't have, but they're giving it up in the end. Why? Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck, and that's who has the ball. Indianapolis now has the ball. So, there you go. Uh, so, the uh, Jaguars up by three. Indianapolis has the ball with two minutes and 19 seconds left to go in the game. Uh, mark that. It's 19 seconds left to go in the game. Let's just hold on. Let's just see what happens here. See if we can get a uh, final coming from London before we get up off the air. Also, some other things that as far as the Couch Potato Sports Show are concerned, you get the Raleigh Eagles varsity football team. And guess what? Basketball is going to start up around the holiday time. And this is with or not. I, I don't promise this, obviously, to my sponsors, but if we can get in on some of these early year uh, tournaments that they play, the holiday tournaments, we will be there. We're going to try to get that done. We are going to bring those to you if we can get in. So just to let you know, I'll keep you up to date on that as far as the Rowlett Eagles are concerned and where they are as far as the um, uh, basketball is all set. 
it is final. The Jacksonville Jaguars did get the victory. The Colts are one and four on the season. Good God almighty. And normally a division that is all the Colts. They go ahead and they just, uh, they give up the ghost to the Jacksonville Jaguars as they get the victory 30 to 27. The game is over. Unless this is a defensive penalty. And that's the reason why they haven't marked the final as they're at zeros right now. And they're on their own. The Indianapolis Colts are on their own 16. So, um, uh, that is going to be huge as far as what the call is before they mark this final. But it looks like the Jaguars are going to get the three-point victory in London. So for everybody involved here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, hopefully Cuervo's doing well. Cuervo is over in Yuma and sometimes cannot join us, and we understand that very much. So that having been said, that's going to do it for us here on a Sunday morning. And, of course, that being said, here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and we are the home of your Rowland Eagles varsity football team. That's going to do it for us here on our Sunday morning tradition. Catch us again next Sunday, but catch us on Thursday night for Rowland Eagles varsity football. That's going to do it for me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and I'm out of here. Everybody have a good evening. Take care. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.